0: Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. We're back, man. Episode 191. Mm-hmm. All right. 191. Let's have some fun. Mm-hmm. Recently, uh, me, Keith, my sister, my dad, and a bunch of other friends and family attended a Laker game. Um, we purchased a suite, which was a really different experience. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, going to the Laker game in a suite is just a different experience, man. Mm-hmm. It really is. You don't have to worry. You don't have to deal with all these underlings and all these poor people. No, I'm just fucking around.
1: It's for show, sure like a cla- <laughs> it's a classism
0: element to it. Yeah, it is a it's classism. You going through a separate
1: entrance. Yes. You know they greet you. They handing you stuff. Right. You're Getting free it's some shit. Articulate black people over there.
0: You know. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> like you go through separate elevators. You go yeah. through all this different stuff. Yeah. So the suite is like your own little private area for that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you got your own little private seating, you got amazing seats where you see the whole floor I think we had the best suite though, because of the angle in which we seen the game It was almost like diagonal, mm-hmm. and we were like right, like we were right on top of LeBron Like LeBron was hurt, but he's on the sideline Yeah, it was right behind the, uh, the bench The Lakers bench, mm-hmm. but like up Mm-hmm so the seats were fucking amazing, man. But mm-hmm. um, just to get into the the whole festivities, you know, I, I, I mentioned before my father has uh, stage four cancer. And this was one of the things that, you know, we developed for him because he hadn't been to a Lakers game, especially in a suite. So I was like, shit, this sounds like a great idea. And, you know, when my father arrived, it was it was uh, it was awesome. He enjoyed it. But when he got there, it was a reminder to me that, like like I don't know how many of these experiences I'll have with my dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know how many more of these experiences, whether it's a game or whatever it is that I'll have with my father. And, yeah, You know, it's not, it wasn't to like, um, it wasn't like a sad moment or anything, but it was just a reminder like, yep. Like I'm never going to forget this. Like this mm-hmm. is going to be etched into my brain. 30 years from now mm-hmm. if the Lord blesses me to live 30 more years. Mm-hmm. Like this experience with my father will always be etched in there. Yeah, um, He had a lot of fun, man. You could tell that he would really genuinely enjoyed himself watching the game. He was shocked. Nobody told him he was going to the fucking Laker game. Yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that, that was cool. He kept calling me and I just purposely didn't answer because I was like, fuck it. I'll just wait till he gets here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, it was dope. Yeah, I think it, it was
1: like like what you're saying. Um, I think the the older I get, the more, I guess, like introspective I get about, you know, just people's lives. I, I was listening to The Brilliant Idiots and Schultz, he said this before, but on the last episode, he was mentioning how, you know, if you really calculate um, the amount of times you see your parents, or, or how frequently you see your yeah. parents, and you know their age, and you could you could create this number or this formula for how many times you may see your parents again, right. based on the average lifespan of you know a, 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 an American. Yeah. Um, and when you start to think about those things, like it, 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 I think it to me it makes me really, really sad in a sense, but it also makes you embrace. Um, the amount of time that you do have with your friends and family because, you know, we, we are, we are, especially now we're, we're only getting more busier. Excuse me. We're, um, we have goals. We want to, you know, we want to build our wealth. We want to create generational wealth. We want to create this podcast and and do all these different things. That requires uh, a lot of our personal time to That's be given truth. to be given to those things. And then, like you said, we got friends and family and stuff like that. And you work um, Monday through Friday, and, right. and it's it's a lot that goes on in life. But I think just when we do get these opportunities to just like silence all the the outside noise and you ain't got to worry about a podcast. You ain't got to worry about, you know, uh, looking for topics or working or or, or any of those things. And you genuinely could just turn off and just kick it with your family and your friends um, while doing something that, you know, we all enjoy. Like, you know, I just thought and it was ironic too your pops came in there he has you know he's a huge sports fan but yeah. he had the niner sweater on but the Lakers shirt underneath, underneath it without yeah. even knowing he was going to right. a laker game and um it was just dope man and i, I think like um it, it's great that we as you know children can um give our parents' our give our parents these type of experiences that they may have never even thought of. You know what I mean? He'd be watching the games. He he was telling me he watched the games on replay um, at the crib, like after I don't know how he watches them, yeah. some streaming service or whatever, but he always watches them afterwards. But you know, to be able to you know see uh, it live, see and, it live, and it's it's just an amazing experience. And it's
0: a great fucking game. That's the. It was a really good game, and the Lakers have been very consistent this year. But that mm-hmm. game against Miami, who was a good team, by the way, mm-hmm. um, it was a good game. Uh, Westbrook was thinking and playing great at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen somebody like simultaneously stink and then play amazing in the same mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. But I think you get a different feel for it when you're at the game. Yeah. You know, and then Jimmy Butler was out and we hadn't realized it till the fourth quarter. But mm-hmm. he was out, but had he played, they would have beat the Lakers' ass. If Jimmy was on that court, it would have been problems.
1: That's one thing about being at a game is you don't you're not afforded the commentators
0: and yeah. everybody
1: giving you the sideline reporters and right. uh, you know stuff like that. Um, so we just watching it live, and you know whoever's on the court is on the court. Yeah, two changes there. Two change, J Balvin, uh, Jason Sudeikis.
0: Yeah, Jason. Yeah.
1: Um, probably a couple more people. Yeah. Yeah. This nigga
0: Lebron was like all on the court. It it just shows the amount of privilege that Lebron has. Yeah. If it was any other player doing what he did, they would be either fined or kicked off the court. But this guy's standing on the fucking court like a coach, talking to the refs, and talking to the refs.
1: My girl had texted me; she was watching the game, and she was like, "Is LeBron like? Is he coaching the team?" I was like, "No, nah, LeBron, you know, he ain't really doing nothing." Because when I had when she texted me, texted me that, I looked up, and he was just standing outside of the huddle. Yeah. So he hadn't really gotten to the antics yet. Yeah. And then five minutes later, this nigga up talking to Frank Vogel. Yeah. He called the place. He's standing on a freaking three-point line and all kind of stuff. I'm like, dang. This is like the power. that It's like he's got more power than every coach there. It's 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 one of those things that uh, we were talking about it, how imagine you've been the center of attention every time you step on a basketball court right. since you were probably 12, 11 years old. Um, so now, when, when, you're, when you're injured in any, ca- any capacity, whether you are LeBron or whether you're Steph Curry or whether you're Klay Thompson, nobody really cares. Like, no. we don't actually care about what you got going on until you step foot on the court and lay up your shoes. So even for, like, I think a guy like LeBron, if you've been, you know, people are coming to Staples, Centers to, Staples Center to see you uh, for the most part, and then you can't even play
0: You know what I mean? That kind
1: of, I think maybe in his mind, he might have to draw a little bit of attention to himself just to make him feel good.
0: I think that uh, LeBron is the most bow-legged athlete I have ever seen (laughs) in my life. Nah, he ain't the worst one. (laughs) Who is the worst?
1: Worse than LeBron? I can't. I can't. I don't know. I would have to think about it.
0: LeBron is super bow-legged, man. Mm -hmm. If You see him in street clothes. It's like, geez. Is this guy riding a horse for a living? What does he do? (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, it was a great game. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to uh, jump from topic to topic, but, like, for all the men and women out there or wives, husbands, parents, like, yo, sometimes you just got to disconnect from the shit that makes you very busy and focus on family. Like, if you're a guy and you always at work all the time and your wife may not be tripping and you, and you can play hooky from work one day, but just call in, man, and be like, fuck this, man, I'm about to go take my wife, you know, I'm about to get off early this weekend, have a three-day weekend, and take my wife out. You know, to, to, to the Grand Canyon, or take her out to, you know, wherever. Just take her out somewhere. Take her to the pier, mm-hmm. and do that because, like, you don't know how much time you're gonna spend with your wife or your girlfriend or whoever. Like, stop. Sometimes you have to stop all the noise and refocus on what's important. Yeah, your job's not more important than your wife and your kids. It it brings you a it brings you a livelihood. However, don't forget about these people. Neither is money.
1: No, it's not. I think um, that's primarily why I went to the, the 49ers game. Because, um, like, obviously you you want to go to these things and experience them with the people you love and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. like, when my cousin, every time I had seen him at, like, the little family functions, I'm like, hey, let me know. Because he had went to, I think he went to, like, a not, Niners and Saints game. Mm-hmm. Um but the next time I seen him, I was like, yo, don't don't forget to let me know when you when you when you get your ticket, like I'm ready to go. I got, got my money ready to go or whatever. Um, and as soon as he hit me, I got the ticket. But going to the game, like I could buy the ticket any any week, you know right, what I mean? We could have right. went to Seahawks or mm-hmm. the LA Rams or whatever the case may be, but um, like, that's my my cut. Like, we have right. ba- baby pictures together where we, you know, dress in little jumpsuits and stuff like that. So now that we in our 30s and, you know, late 20s and stuff like that, like, those are moments you, you'll never forget. And even for him to experience that with not only his wife but his kids, like, his kid was super excited, mm-hmm. taking pictures with... um uh George Kittle's sister and like knowing he's trying to catch the ball from Debo Sam, all this different stuff that he like has as a kid Mm -hmm. that he'll be able to remember for the rest of his life. And I was there to experience that with them and stuff like that. So it's like kind of like what you're saying, like, even though it hit the pocket, it's like, you will get that back. But the value of knowing that we went to a Laker game or I went to the Niners game with my cousins and stuff like that, like that stuff is priceless, man.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more it's more about the moment than, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, before I got to the Laker game, I was like, I don't give a fuck if we win or lose. I'm here for, <clears throat> you know, my dad, and I'm here for yes. the energy in the moment, yeah. you know? And, and, of course, I want the Lakers to win, but, like, I really didn't have any expectations from them. I more or mm-hmm. less wanted to make sure that this was a memorable experience for my dad, which, yeah. you know, which was the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, just, folks, just make sure you unplug some time, man. Like, I know, I know it gets hectic and whatnot, but if you are always on the move doing stuff, you can get caught up in that and then God forbid somebody dies. Yeah. And now all they all the memories you really have is of of them passing and going rather than actually sitting down and having dinner mm-hmm. or actually taking your wife out to this place. If you got kids, right? You got a bunch of kids and you always with the kids, like man. Pay your aunt, your cousin, or somebody to watch him, and then take your wife on a date, bro. Mm-hmm. Take her out somewhere nice, because you don't know how long this shit's gonna last for any yeah. of us, man. And and I don't want to keep reiterating the same point, but mm-hmm. it's just to like focus on what's important. Important, mm-hmm. of course, we need money to live for monetary purposes. Yeah, or we'd be fucking broke, and then you can't afford to take your wife or anybody anywhere. Yeah, but yeah, but there's that, man. Um, I'm I'm thankful that I got to experience that. Glad Keith jumped on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, that meant a lot to my dad too. Keith popping up. Yeah, I ain't seen your pops in so many
1: yeah. so long, man. It was yeah. it was good to see him, man. Yeah. So it was it was funny. It was a moment where like you and your sister, yeah, you know, you got your little sibling thing going on, mm-hmm. and your pops is like, man, like why why is they why is they going at it? Like why are they yelling at each other? And I had to remind him. I was like, bro, like. You were the originator. Cause I yeah. can remember him yelling at the screen when yeah. Niners is losing and stuff yeah. like that. And then five minutes later, he like, LeBron, get your ass off the court. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I think my dad got the most pissed off when I used to whoop his ass and Madden. <laughs> when I used to beat him in a video game, he fucking lost it, dude. It was so hilarious. He got mad at Desmond One time he got mad at me and Desmond simultaneously That is the most funniest shit ever He's like you motherfuckers All you do is play the game all day Y'all don't do nothing but play the game You live, you sleep, eat, breathe the game And then you play me And I was, we was just sitting there like Couldn't breathe And he was dead serious mad I think the worst I'm, I'm going to pinpoint it The worst time that my dad fucking lost his shit we were playing, I think I was playing with the worst team in Madden at that time, who was like an NFL-Euro team.
1: Oh, yeah. Back, way back in the Europe. Euro
0: teams, yeah. So he's beating me. It's the fourth quarter. There's probably about 32 seconds left. He's on defense, and he's fucking me up. Like, mm-hmm. he's throwing blitz packages at me. I can't get the ball off. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Fuck it on this route on this streak there's only like really one fast guy on my team mm-hmm. and and i if i could get him on a streak i win the game so as i it literally is about 7 seconds at this point mm-hmm. so i step back and i launch it and he hits me ball floats up in the air but you know how sometimes you could do a user, like if you press the button, you could jump, like it'll switch you to like a DB.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or it switched to a like DB. Intercept it. Yeah, but it switched to a DB and my dad just pressed the dive button and he just dived out of bounds. Oh. And I just ran for a touchdown. He's like,
2: oh my God, oh, <laughs> oh my God.
0: That shit was hilarious. God, he's so passionate about the game, man. He was mad. I just told him, I was like, you don't need to play video games. (laughs) It's not good for your mental health. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Like sometimes what I would do, I would just play with him sometimes. I would let him think that he was just beating me up, Mm -hmm. like, you know, in the game. Mm-hmm. And then I would just come back and just be throwing touchdowns, throwing touchdowns, running the ball in, pressing the stiff arm button. You know how when you good, you know all the tricks? Mm-hmm. So i press the stiff arm, the spin button, all yeah. of that shit. Yeah. he was like, you just going to spin all the way to the end zone? <laughs> <laughs> that was like many glitches in the game you oh take Oh, my of. goodness, man. Desmond used to be the – Desmond is the ultimate fucking cheater. Yeah. My, my, my best friend, <clears throat> Desmond, which is Keith's brother. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker used to make every player buff as fuck. Yeah, he's how a muscle one hundred percent. Desmond, he was so I would I would admire the way
1: that he built his like his athletes though. Like I couldn't quite I would try to do the same thing. Yeah, but he had the ability to make like the coolest football players. You know, I like. Who's like a swaggy, like a Odell Beckham? He always mm-hmm. got the mask. Like yeah. Desmond would make those kind of players in Matt in Madden, and I would be like trying to do it because you know you could get the the physical attributes mm-hmm. and the body styles, the athletic, yeah. the pudgy, and all that. He had a way of making it. Nigga had the spats on the legs, yeah. the neck roll, the
0: visor, they all buff and stuff. I'm yeah, like, dang, that's what Madden was great. <clears throat> Yeah, that's what Madden was really great, bro. Mm-hmm. And then when they had college football, and I and I college liked, football was fire too. I reflect back on college, bro, and that game, especially for that time, the graphics was dope. Mm-hmm. What they need to do, they need to abandon this new, um, I guess, uh, like more real, like life-looking characters on Madden. Mm-hmm. They need to go back to the animated style. Yeah, like like an upgraded animated style. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would be better.
1: I I think even down to the way that the Madden characters used to run.
2: Yeah. Like now,
1: there, there was a time, maybe like 09, 10, mm-hmm. where they looked like they were like sliding across the field. Yes, and it started trash. to look really weird. But the old, the way that they used to run, yeah, it looked way better. So The way
0: they used to run is you had to hold the button and they had to gradually speed up. Yeah. So even when they turned a the corner, like you couldn't just stop. Like you mm-hmm. you would at least have to like come down, but you could be running full speed on a new man and just stop.
1: Yeah, just so the like, stupid
0: the fluidity and the juke moves and everything look so dope. Yeah, this shit is like <laughs> it's defying uh like science. Yeah. It's
1: like, oh, a, si- a sidebar. Um I actually uh started therapy a couple weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I have a a, a, a personal therapist now. So, oh wow. Yeah. You it's it's, it's been pretty good. I think like um, for any listener, or even for you, um, they're actually more accessible than people realize. Like it's just a matter of like finding the person that takes the type of insurance that you have, um, and then the insurance generally like takes takes care of it. But oh wow, um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a cool experience. I, I think I mentioned it before, but I have a lot of anxiety and trauma associated with alcohol, so <clears throat> that's primarily like the focus that that I have. Um, but I just think like, man, it's so like, it's such a, and, and when I go in there, he's not like coaching me or anything. It's more of like a conversation, but um, you realize like a lot of it is like a self, like a self-discovery or a self-journey that you're going on. Like you're talking about these issues. So, and, you know, if anybody out there, they may have like some trauma associated with like relationships and black men or whatever
0: the case may be. have a notepad? Mm, he keeps a no, he has a laptop that yeah. because I could imagine what some of these therapists are writing like mm-hmm. when you're talking because some of them keep a notepad and just write stuff down. Uh huh, you'll be like, Yeah, and like that's the night that I had sex with five women. And <laughs> you know what's funny? This
1: he was, uh, and I'm gonna butcher the joke, um, but when in real time it was pretty funny, but um, basically what happened was, um, um. I had said something and I said um, I was kind of describing like relationships that I have. So I, I would say like, you know, my friend and my um, and my friend's girlfriend or something like that. And there was a time in during the conversation where I was like, um, I said something along the lines of like my my girlfriend and then her friend's husband or something like that. But he interpreted that as like he, he thought he heard. Um, my girlfriend's husband, and he was like, "Wait, like your girlfriend got a husband?" I was like, "No, no, 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 no." And he was like, "Whoa, I'm glad you didn't say that because I was going to cancel my next, uh, my next client, and we
0: was going to do another hour session about, <laughs> you know, why are you dating somebody with a husband." So imagine the therapist would have been like, "So, I mean, so how often do you guys swing with other people?" <laughs> you know, me and my wife were actually looking for. Uh... <laughs> People freaks out here, bro. You can't put nothing past nobody.
1: You never know.
0: It's people that's like legit cucks out here too. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, "Hey, my wife really thinks you're a cool person. I used to swing by. I just want to watch. That's all." Yeah. (laughs) I know. I met a girl that um, back in my heyday. uh,
1: She was in an open relationship, and she she said the only stipulations that they had was that they just tell each other what's going on. That don't make it no better. I mean, that's you know that's their
0: relationship. They were like, "I'm on a (laughs) date." I'm on a date right now. I'll call you back. <laughs> it's too late. You didn't even tell me before that happened. You gonna call me while it's happening? That's fucked up. That's why
1: I think I think what happens is those kind of people, they just get bored. And then it, yeah. it, it's it's just like the and they still love each other. Probably, but they may, like,
0: lose some of that sexual attraction over the years. Of course. I
1: mean, you know, they just start to...
0: We're like, aren't we the only, like, uh, was it not mammal, but the only, like, species that is in these monogamous relationships? Because animals, don't they just move on?
1: It. I mean, it depends on which one. I mean, you think about, like, lions and, and yeah. bears and stuff like that. They They have, like, the mating seasons where mm-hmm. they're just courting a bunch of different...
0: Like, they just whores, basically. Yeah, the, the average, and I'm, we're going to move on from this, so I don't want to stay on it, but the average person's not built for marriage, and they're not built for relationships. Because yeah. once you get out of the honeymoon stage, that's when shit gets real. Now you have the reality that you're going to be fucking the same person the rest of your life, and you have to be mature enough to do that. Because you're, you're, it's not like you're not going to be attracted to them anymore, but you've done everything you could do with them. Yeah, every every flipped them upside down. You done flipped flip them upside them up. down. Uh did the dossi doe? Uh <laughs> y'all done ate each other's asses and shit. Yeah. Everything has happened already. So there's nothing extra you can do. Yeah. You know? So that's why some people just um they be doing that freaking uh stepping out or mm-hmm. giving people giving each other hall passes. Yeah. I think that just makes it worse though.
1: Yeah. It, it's I think one of the biggest things you have to protect in your relationship is like your partner's like jealousy you know yeah. so if you're it, it, the whole hall pass thing like it's not real because no. the, your your
0: partners whether it's the male or the female their
1: mind is going to be racing whenever
0: you know you know what you know what brings up i think it's some I think it was a psychologist or somebody talking about it what brings up they say that in a long-term marriage what makes what makes them be more sexually attracted to each other or still do it Is the fact that they have Strong sexual urges From other people They want to sleep with So they take those same That energy from that New person at their job That they want to sleep with And they take out that Like frustration on their spouse What? Yeah That's So wild So if you've been married For 25, 30 years And all of a sudden Your wife is just really Hot and heavy for you it's probably some new guy It's probably some new guy She wants to fuck really bad Damn. And then probably during sex She might be like Gabriel! You'd be like Who's that? Dang. <laughs> That's unfortunate. My name is Dave.
1: What the fuck? Are we role playing? <laughs> Gabriel's a janitor or something. Nah, Gabriel try.
0: ain't no janitor. He the CEO. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Kelly Rowland. Uh, recently, Kelly Rowland had a birthday party for her son, and it was a police theme party. And she's getting shit for it. Um, I'll read the article right here. Um. In quote, I think Atlanta Black Star wrote, in quote, sis, read the room. Kelly Rowland comes under fire for some steam birthday party. Kelly Rowland received massive, massive backlash from fans on Tuesday, November 9th for appearing to be tone deaf after revealing her son Titan her son Titan Witherspoon's birthday party thing. Rowland, whose son turned seven last week, uh, commemorated a special day by throwing a Lego police themed party. The adverse reactions are because of the mainstream attention police officers have received within the previous year following the brutal murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Uh, What the hell? Okay. In the Instagram post, Roland shared pictures from the event, including an image with her and Witherspoons in front of the decorated police station. Another another photo showcased her son's. Uh, Titan and 10-month-old Noah Weatherspoon uh, wearing matching police uniforms. In addition to the snapshot, the singer also uploaded videos displaying the table decorations. Okay. Here's my problem. My problem is with the people giving negative feedback to the freaking party. Like, here's the thing. We keep the same energy on this podcast. And we've mentioned before, there are situations where... You know, there'll be some white people who are culturally clueless and may not understand certain nuances with black people, or you know, they won't be objective about certain things. Now, with black people, this is where you drop the ball. So, what's the narrative supposed to be? That all cops are bad? Is that the narrative? Or are all cops are white? Is that the narrative? Or what is it? Because if you're jumping down Kelly Rowland's throat over her seven-year-old son's fucking birthday party. Why are you pushing this narrative on her kids? These are just kids trying to have a party. Innocent kids. Leave them alone. Just leave them alone. What, what are we supposed to believe? And if I say, man, all these cops is just killing black people, is that okay? Because it's not true. Like, that's not a true statement. If I said, man, all these cops killing black people, <coughs> that's not a true statement. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Have there been instances of police brutality and, and police profiling? Uh, Yeah. But it's not true that every cop is killing black people, and every cop is white, and every cop is... Re- it's just bullshit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, here's the thing we have to realize as black folks. As black people, we don't like it when we're being stereotyped, when we go into a store, and the store owner is watching us, you know, to make sure we don't steal. You know, we go through that type of shit, and we don't like to be blanketed, because it ain't true. Black people ain't out here stealing, robbing, and killing. Yeah. Okay? So you don't want to generalize a whole group of people or something and make it real. Because it ain't cool when it happened to us. Mm-hmm. So that's one point. But the biggest point ultimately is like, yo, don't ruin a kid's fucking birthday party, man. Yeah. Come on, man. That ain't that ain't cool. Yeah. We can't police what children are doing at their
1: birthday parties. That's ridiculous. I think that... Um yeah, it's just a kid. Like if if, you know, I don't have no kids, but if my kid wanted to, you know, have like a presidential birthday party or something where he, you know, he comes up in a suit or whatever. It's just like these are just kids that they're expressing themselves. They they have an affinity for, yeah. you know, things when they're children that they may grow out of exactly. you know, when they're adults. But, you know, I I I can remember vividly my um my younger brother uh, really liked horses when he was when he was a kid like every time he would see a horse he would you know like wave at it or whatever he would have ho- toy horses and stuff like that um and that's just kind of like what kids do they yeah. kind of gravitate towards you know towards things and stuff I like loved that I love trucks as a kid Yeah so uh, and you became got a truck one driver <laughs> Weird Yeah but it, it, it's one of those things we we have to stop like we have to separate um adults from children First. And then secondly, there's nothing wrong with with being a police officer. No. Are we gonna go across America and every single person that is a black police officer, every single black person that's in the the police academy and we gonna try to cancel them or like get them out of here via the internet just because they wanna be a police officer? That's just
0: stupid, man.
1: And you know, outside of it just being a kind of youthful kid party or whatever if he did actually want to grow up and be a police officer i would applaud him because right. that's probably the fastest thing that's going to help us in our community when we can have more diversity in the people that are exactly policing our neighborhoods so i just hate this energy where like yeah these like the uh i wouldn't even call it black twitter but these select few people um try to uh be like these. uh I don't even know what you would call it. Not even like a social justice warrior, but like a um, like their opinion is the almighty when it yeah, comes to ridiculous. how black people are supposed to maneuver. Yeah, we gotta we gotta stop doing this. As far as like black people um, becoming police officers, or in this case, throwing a, a police themed party. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a black Republican. There's nothing wrong with um, I don't know. There's so many different things that we as Black people try to like get Black people out of here for. Yeah,
2: as far as ridiculous. like the
1: Black Republican thing, obviously, if there's like some self hate speech going on, or, that's different. You know, you're being disrespectful disrespectful to to your own community. That's completely separate. But right. as far as like your voting interest, like do
0: do what you want to. Do as
2: you you want. know, so yeah, yeah,
0: and and it's it's I don't know. It's it's like normalizing. Um, you don't want to normalize the absence of thought, Mm -hmm. and you don't want to make it like I don't know who the who wrote the book on how to be black. Like, there's some things that, like, even let's let's say for example, I'm dating a woman of a different culture. I'm gonna get scrutinized for that as a black man. Like, oh, so you can find a black woman? And it's like, come on, who the (laughs) fuck's blowing a horn right now? (laughs) Like I've talked about this shit before. (laughs) If it's it's 2021, you should not be blowing your horn unless you are in traffic. If you're trying to get somebody to come out of the house, this is not 1992, bro. Use your fucking cell phone. Oh my goodness! It, you know what? I think they're probably waiting in that line across the street to get go to the ATM. Yeah, it could be Bank of. I mean, the
1: Bank of America right here downtown is. Um, it's a worst thing for your mental health. Oh my god! It's angry people. It's broke niggas there. Right niggas be sitting in line for like 30 minutes only to find out they got negative $30 in their bank account. It's just like, people be fighting. I've seen somebody run into the back of somebody's car and just peel off. It's just so, uh, it's so much
0: stuff that be going yeah. on. Yeah, but no. Um, <clears throat> I'll say this, because they completely fuck my brain up with that horn. But yeah, we we don't need to... We I don't know why there are certain people who are the police of what's black and what's not. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking annoying. Not to mention like, If, like you mentioned earlier, if somebody wants to be a cop, you should applaud them. We need good cops. Mm -hmm. Some people say, we don't need cops at all. We don't need nobody. We need no cops. Like, first of all, for legal reasons, you do need cops. Let's say, for example, somebody is coming around your property and you call the cops and the cops document that situation. That person comes again and does the same thing and you have to inflict harm on that person. You have police documentation to back you up in court showing that you've call the police to help you before, instead of just flat out shooting or hurting a person. Now you have real documentation. Like the police have multiple purposes, you know, even act
1: like car accidents. And
0: stuff yeah, car like accidents, all kinds of shit. You mm-hmm. do need the cops. I know people don't like it. That people, I've literally heard people say, "We don't need the cops. We could police ourselves. We could police our own communities. We don't need this." That's bullshit. Nobody can. If we could police ourselves, then we wouldn't be fighting in the store over toilet paper, or blowing your horn at Bank of America. We wouldn't be buying all the water and hoarding all the fucking food like we did during the pandemic. People can't. People cannot patrol themselves, or trampling people at wars Tra- Trampling people at Astro. Nobody once looked down and said, "Hey, this motherfucker's dying." They this just kept... child is dying. Yeah, here. this infant is dying on the, at the fucking Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, concert. Nobody, mm-hmm. like, no one will help their fellow man when needed. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to go on a tangent, but truth be told, a lot of people can't police themselves. That's why the police exist too. Mm-hmm. Now there is a there is a historical context that goes way back mm-hmm. that has racist roots, such as like the slave police yeah. that eventually turned into a real police. But overall, just regardless of that whole thing, policing is necessary. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, if somebody break into your house and steal all your shit, and you just sitting there, imagine how you're going to feel if nothing happens. Like, imagine if you say, I don't fuck the police, I ain't calling them, I got robbed, I'm just, I'm just going to take my L. And it's like, <laughs> it's your right to actually contact the police. You've mm-hmm. been a victim in a crime.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This one dude I'm also, never... wanna, I remember- Also, you want know, to, sorry to control, mm-hmm. but also you want to utilize the police because you're paying for the police. Facts. Who, who would want to pay taxes and pay, you know, all your hard-earned money are going to pay in the salaries and funding the ammunition and all this for the police uh, department? And then you're like, man, I ain't calling them
0: Yeah. I mean, the police work for us. They're public servants, <clears throat> right? Now, have I had encounters with the police have uh, racially profiled me and treated me fucked up? Yes, I've had many of them. But I still, I've had interactions that were great with police also. Mm-hmm. I just don't, what I don't do. I live life according to um, I'm not going to have this one-size-fits-all because that is dangerous. Mm -hmm. Imagine if I said, man, every woman is a hoe. I don't trust them. I'm not even worthy of love at that point. Yeah. Because I just said every woman's a hoe. So why would I remotely even think that there would be any type of romantic outcome from that type of thought process? The same way when I hear women, i will be like, shut up. When they be like, men ain't shit, all they do is cheat. And it's like, bro, if that's how you feel, that is the outcome you're going to get. And even if that's not the outcome, that's all you'll ever see. So every if that's time that's how you feel, date a woman. What? I don't know. I don't know what that game <laughs> is. Shut up, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I just think if that's the outcome, you're gonna you're always gonna see that. Even if a cop gets behind you and he has mm-hmm. no malicious intent, he just wants to tell you, hey man, you made a left turn. Two times in. you didn't use your traffic, you didn't mm-hmm. use your light. I'm just giving you a warning, man. But you're going to be like, man, you're pulling me over because I'm black, bro. Why are you pulling me over because I'm black? And it's like, dog, you literally drove through two fucking stop signs. Yeah. And you never use your signal, not one time. Mm-hmm. So you, two things can be true. you know. Some of these motherfuckers pulling you over are racist. And other times they just doing their job and trying to tell you, hey, man, don't do that. But to reel it all back in, let's stop ruining kids' birthday parties, man. As a kid, man, that's a kid man, yeah yeah and I and and Cause, it's, cause it' because it never ends
1: no you got to think like um you know if if it's some sort of theme thing or whatever it, it's we can always find something that is wrong with the theme of the party, whether it's right. you know Disney and discriminating against whatever or mm-hmm you know, uh, Fox or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's just, it's always going to be something. But I think we, we, um, kids are innocent, man. They don't mm-hmm. have no, no, uh, no malice intent when
0: it comes to them trying to pick a theme for, for their party. Yeah, I want to send a shout out to Kelly Rowland For not, <clears throat> ruin it, for not ruining her kid's birthday party Because what'll happen is Parents like parents become dictators of things Instead of like really allowing their kids To be happy sometimes Sometimes parents want to tell you You're going to go to this college You're going to go to this school And you're going to be a doctor Fuck that Parents need to stop that shit mm-hmm. Because that's their life, not yours You need to know when to let the fuck off the gas pedal sometimes Some parents are dictators of things And they fucking ruin it for people yeah, and then and then when the kid does not fulfill the dream that you have for them, now they're old. Oh, you know they, you know I can't believe what are they doing? You know why are they doing podcasts? Why are they do? It's because they love doing podcasts. It's because they love creating content. They don't love the life you try to give them. Mm-hmm. So to reel it all back in, I'm glad that Kelly Rowland didn't say, "Oh, we're not doing the police thing, but you could do anything else." Yeah, I'm glad to yeah she a lot of- man. Yeah, I'm glad she just let her kid rock <laughs> yeah. out with the police shit, man. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. So I just we bring this up just to say, like, yo, as two black men sitting here, you know, we have these conversations when we have them about race or anything racial. We try to make them constructive. Cause if I got on here and I just said, yo, white people racist. They need to get it together. And the police is just killing people. They need to get it together and stop killing black people. We need to get rid of the police. If I had that type of opinion. It's a shit opinion. It's not a real opinion. It's just an opinion that I'm supposed to have.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, let's say if you, if you uh, for example, there have been, like, white people that have platforms, whether they're, like, athletes or whatever, and when they stand up and they say something like, you know, I have black teammates, you know, and I feel like Black Lives Matter or whatever, you're going to see a sea of white people like, oh, my God, look, he's pandering for black people. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, maybe he's not pandering. Maybe he actually cares. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just we need to change the way that we actually view the world because it's, it's skewing our view and it's fucking up everything and it's also just feeding into the echo chamber we believe in. I think if you really have any type of belief system, you should challenge everything that you say and everything you believe. That's what makes you objective is when you can challenge every single belief you have and if you find cracks in it, you can update your programming instead of just saying like, "I think like this only." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That may make you even stronger in your belief. A hundred percent.
1: If you're like, "Man, why is this? Why is this the norm? Why why do we do this? Or why is right. this? Um,
0: why do people think like this?" So yeah. that's yeah. how the world changes for the better, and that's how that's how the world becomes more inclusive in a lot of ways too. Uh-huh. Like, remember back in the day when like the you know the skinny blonde girl was like the the face of beauty. Mm-hmm. nowadays it's like thick uh <laughs> like thick women is in they thick women was not in in the 90s thick not like women, that thick women got the most instagram followers oh yeah if you if you would if you narrowed it down between skinny and thick the skinny girls is left out in the cold man yeah it's all the all the thick ones even the ones with the surgeries
1: but i, I you know you know i think that is a a product of um letting like the people's choice mm. you know what i mean because when you think about if you if you think about media, right? So say it's a um, a shampoo commercial or something like that, and they got the blonde, you know, beautiful blue eyes, all all this kind of stuff, right? And um, the person that is hiring the the actor or the model or whatever to to do that job is just hand selecting that person. Mm. But when you think about Instagram, it's more of a you know, you, you have, uh, it's, it's a better sample size, you mm. know? So you have like the opinions of the masses or the majority. Right. So, um, and I don't, I I don't know of the, the, um, blonde, skinny, mm. blue eyed woman that is like, uh, comparable to like a Britney Renner or something like that. Mm. But when it comes to just, you know, if, if a guy had the opportunity to follow like a Britney Renner versus the, the comparable skinny whatever girl. Mm-hmm.
0: Um they're probably gonna pick Brittany Renner because she just yeah. has you know. the opinion of the masses love asses. There you go. That is what's been going on. Mm-hmm. The opinion of the masses love, love asses. asses. And I win. you know, and uh I wish we could you should quote me. Like 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 <laughs> Aristotle. <laughs> just like put my name next to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah man. November twenty twenty one. Yep. A Trucker's Mind podcast. <laughs> the, one, the very wise Eddie McGee posted. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's my thought on that. I don't have anything much deeper. I just mm-hmm. think that when we see these situations, regardless of who we are, whether we're white and conservative or we're black and Democrats or whatever we are, we have to start challenging the things that we feed into because it's only keeping us with the same raggedy opinions. Mm-hmm. That is it's not allowing us to view the world through a wider scope or wider lens. Yeah. It's no. just
1: conventional wisdom. Yeah. Know, a lot of times. It's not necessarily wrong or right. It's yeah. just
0: the norm. A hundred percent. I guess like guys like me, I guess I, I view the world through, you know, rose colored glasses mm-hmm. now, I guess. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. They're just like, fuck this shit. Do you think that, um do you think there's a a, a
1: space or a world where like these conversations that we're having um, will affect the masses. Like we, we, have, we tend to have these conversations about, you know, the, the ill effects of social media and um, how people's thought processes can be very toxic as far as like the black community and stuff like that. Um, um, and sometimes it, these things happen, um, and they do need to be talked about. But yes. sometimes it it's like a it's a cycle, right? Mm-hmm. So today is Kelly Rowland. Tomorrow, it you know the the few weeks ago it was Beyonce and Jay Z with the um, Basquiat painting and the Tiffany Company and them being mad at then then a little bit before that it was jay-z in the nfl he's a seller all these different things right i'm I'm curious to know is, is there ever a space where we can you know have these conversations and you know it affects the masses or do you think it's just going to be a case where it's like we can kind of uh touch a few people here and there and they'd be like oh i never even thought about it like that
0: i mean it, it depends on how <clears throat> much people evolve Mm-hmm. I think that if the world starts to evolve, these conversations can come to the forefront. Mm-hmm. But until then, there will be continuous people with these very non-objective conversations such as, you know, the, the fucking Bill O'Reilly's of the world and you know uh the Ben Shapiro's of the world and you know, you got Democrat or liberal versions of that on their side. Like none of our conversations will come to the forefront until the rest of the world starts to evolve cuz what happens is is even if a person that lives inside of an echo chamber hears our opinion about something they will push back on it because a lot of people if they even hear out your opinion or your thought process on something it they'll have to challenge their own beliefs and they don't want to do that yeah They're, they've they have bought into what they believe so much that there's nothing you can say or do to veer them the other way and it's not even my job to veer people left or right i just feel like we need to extend the conversation past this brick wall that we laid up like we can't think past this brick wall for most people Mm -hmm. and like if you knock the wall down to get more information or to be more open-minded you know then it's like oh well he's a conservative now or oh he's a democrat now and it's like don't label me just because i stepped outside of that that's it.
1: That's, I think that's been the one of the biggest growths as far as like my perception. Because mm. when you're coming up and you're starting to learn about politics, obviously you grow up black and you own welfare, all this kind of stuff. You you just think like Democrats. Shout out to Welfare, yo. <laughs> Shout out to Welfare. <laughs> uh, put that one in quotes too. <laughs> Aristotle. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, you're thinking of me when we're growing up and you're like, oh, you know, Barack Obama is the first black president He's or he's running for president. And um, when you start to get the right to vote, you're like, man, I have to vote for uh, Barack Obama because he's black and he's a Democrat. Um, and then you actually get a little bit more information on how the world works and, you know, mm-hmm. the different um, political views each of these these parties has and then you kind of do a a deeper dive and you realize like the parties used to be switched around where black people were primarily republican Republican. and Mm -hmm. um then you realize like well you know if you're on pace or your goal is to be a very wealthy person and the way that republicans look at wealth versus the way that liberals look at wealth it starts to make you just kind of question yeah things and you and and even you don't the the ideals of a person is not necessarily like their political affiliation. Right. So 100%. I'm not, I don't know if I would ever vote Republican. I can't necessarily say that. Mm-hmm. But if I did happen to be this multi billionaire and then, you know, I end up voting Republican, that doesn't mean that I don't care about the mm-hmm. black community. Right, or, you know, right. care about, you know, the underprivileged kids in Bakersfield that grew up in a similar area or trying to uh, provide them opportunities. But when you do vote like that to the masses, they'll be like, oh, he don't care about right. whatever. Or so I just think like, you know, as you, you as you mature and you you kind of like. You you zoom out a little bit on, right. on the world, you start to develop different ideas, and you don't even lose your core. You just right. understand that the world is full of a bunch of nonsense, and 100%. they're trying to like, you know, it's like a it's like a mind control. And I don't exactly. want to sound like Kanye West, but a lot of the stuff he says is um um a little bit outlandish. Yeah, but if you look bit. at some of the uh, the themes of the things that he's saying, like I. I, I as of now, I don't necessarily even have a problem with him uh, voting Republican. I think some of the other stuff he said was a little bit dangerous. But um, when you just think about the way the world works, it's like
0: like you were saying, like man, question everything. Yeah, I, I think in ways like I like I'm liberal, but I'm like fiscally conservative. Like mm-hmm. I, I, it's a lot of things that that I believe in both parties, mm-hmm. right? So to, like, label yourself as one thing is another problem, too. And it's like they put up these two parties to kind of drive a wedge between people's thoughts. Yeah. You know, and it's almost like if you lean left and, you like, you know, there's a lot of things on the left I don't agree with, you know, with the whole, with the taxes and and, you know, making you want to re- report the things you get on PayPal and all of that yeah. so you can be audited. And it's like, man, we already don't know where our money going, and now you want to tax us for that? Like, come I, on. I, I also think, like,
1: the world is more nuanced than, like, yes or no. Right, 100%. You know, sometimes we feel may- like maybe, and sometimes there's a gray area. Like, there, even if you think about, like, sports fans, right, there was a um, – your boy that uh, was at the game, I think um, he had the Dallas hat on when Mm. we went to the Lakers game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. dude. and he was like, uh, I think he was, I don't know, he was talking to you or your pops or something like that, but he was basically saying, like, I am from Dallas, Uh, I'm a Mavericks fan, and I'm a San Antonio Spurs fan. Mm. So I say that to say, like, it's uh, very tri- especially sports and politics as well. It's very tribal. Like you're either a Niners fan, you're a, the the Rams is a little bit different because they just moved to L.A. You got a bunch of L.A. people just kind of jumping on the
0: bandwagon. Yeah,
1: but you either a Niners fan or or a Raiders fan. But there might be somebody that's just like a Bay Area like sports fan or something like that. Or they may be an Oakland A's fan, or they may like some players on the Oakland A's, and they may like some players on the Giants. So. I say that to say, like, the world is a little bit, um, You, you, we should have the opportunity to say maybe. We should have 100%. the opportunity. And like you were saying before the pod, like, of course, we're Lakers fans and Niner fans, but, like, we fans of sports. So 100%. if we go to the L.A. Rams game and watch Von Miller and, right. and uh, Odell Beckham and, you know, uh, Stafford out there slinging the ball around, we can have a great time, you know, still. so
0: Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I think the number one thing people miss out on, like the number one point that people miss, is two things could be true.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, where they say, "Well, this is this and this is that." Just because one thing is true doesn't mean something else is false.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is it's it's ridiculous. They do this with politics too. Mm-hmm. Like two things can be true, and we should have a conversation about all of those things. Yeah. But there's that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep harping on this because this is a conversation that could go on all day. Especially when you bringing the element of politics, mm-hmm. and I just don't have enough energy to really talk about politics.
2: Yeah, yeah we'll be I, old and
0: gray. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll turn into uh, uh, Joe Biden by the time we get
1: down there. <laughs> oh, um, I didn't get to ask you this over the phone, but
0: how was the, uh, the Snoop and Joe Rogan uh, podcast? That one was decent. It was a good podcast. It was mm-hmm. very long. And it was ve- it was very long mainly because Joe Rogan was high as fuck. <laughs> and Joe Rogan was a feast star. He like fanned out. Like uh mm-hmm. J- Joe Rogan was like, uh Snoop was like, Yeah, cuz, like, why why didn't you have me on here a long time ago? He's like, <laughs> Joe Rogan was like, You're one of the guys that like, you're one of the guys that I was genuinely like scared to talk to, man. I didn't want to bother you, man. Yeah. And he was like, Man, how the fuck you gonna bother me, Joe? Like, I don't know, man. It's just certain people I grew up with, man. And yeah. like I just get really nervous, man. I get really nervous. And Joe's telling the truth, because he had Willie D on and he was like, Willie D, man, you've always been one of those guys that I really looked up to, and I'm just like, I always get really nervous. And then yeah. Willie D was just kinda like, Oh, it's all good, man. You good? <laughs> you realize that there's like celebrities? And yeah, there's like
2: celebrities.
0: Right, right. There's
1: like the Snoops, the Jay-Zs, the Beyoncés, yeah. the Obamas. And then there's like, I wouldn't even call them B-Lists, but I think that those are like the top tier, like most famous
0: people in the Snoop world. Snoop Dogg right? is a hilarious soul. He brought his own mic to Joe Rogan's podcast. Is it was it, What was that? Is he promoting it? or I don't just... know if he was promoting it. He just had a microphone that had like a like reverb behind it. Mm-hmm. And then he says something like, what about other drugs? He's like, oh no, we don't fuck with no other drugs. And he's like, we're never doing heroin, heroin, heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg is fucking hilarious. I, I encourage smart. any of those that got like got time. You might only make it through an hour and a half of the podcast, but yeah, he was promoting a bunch of music. He had Joe Rogan playing a bunch of songs. His um, his I gotta
1: listen to his thing, his project. I think. From what I heard, like the snippets and stuff I heard, it sounded really good. Yeah. Like he had a bunch of different. Uh, he kind of did like a DJ Khaled thing where he got like some some people. Even yeah. had that song with Blast. I think it's on there. Yeah. So, Shout and out. I I I kind of like where Snoop is like taking his brand. He's running. A, Def he doesn't Jam. run Def Jam. Like but he's like the
2: director. Yeah, something yeah. like that.
1: So, and he's just like you know, kind of. I I just like because when you see those like the people with longevity in the
0: game, you start to see like where you could potentially take your career. There's mm-hmm. certain people that need to be on Joe Rogan. Like they really, I think one of the number one people, and it would probably be the most watched or most listened to episode of Joe Rogan is Colin Kaepernick. And the reason why is he's had some, he hasn't had very many conversations about just the whole situation going on. I think a lot of narratives we we started to pick up and make up or talk about like even the situation we talked about where he had like, you know, the slave trade and he had like NFL athletes doing combines and he never really verbalized too much about it. But I think that it would be important to have a long form conversation with Colin Kaepernick. I'm, pro- I'm pretty sure they probably reached out to him. I'm pretty sure. But mm-hmm. he probably hasn't talked to anybody. Yeah. Kaepernick, he's got to start talking to somebody, dude. Like, all these years, he has not had, like, one long-form conversation.
1: Yeah. Not, yeah, not at all. I mean, outside of post-game interviews, he hasn't really.
0: Yeah, this has been very short-ended. And I think that there's power in long-form conversation. Especially yeah. podcasting, it gives everyone an idea. Like, even fucking Kanye did one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think that, I think the, the thing that, what Kanye I think Kanye West did himself like a kind of relating to what you're saying about Colin Kaepernick. He did himself a I guess a good thing because mm-hmm. um he was able to expand upon some of the tweets and stuff that we seen. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this nigga is crazy. But um with Colin Kaepernick, you know, like you said some of the uh um some of the like his TV show and some of the themes in there and some of his uh political stances and um what he's been doing or what he's been dealing with behind the scenes that we may not be privy to like he he'll be able to expand upon those things in a in a two hour three yeah. hour conversation
0: even Drake did one well he did one at the top of nineteen right With Elliot Wilson yeah was that in nineteen uh I think so I know I think
2: it, was, it was in think yeah. it was in
0: nineteen it wasn't yeah. in 20 I don't think
2: mm-hmm. I could be that was wrong.
0: locked down for sure they like they they say that that's they call it Drake's compound mm-hmm. that's a huge fucking
1: place he lives in yeah. Yeah, he's posting all over Twitter when it was I mean not Twitter but uh, Instagram and stuff when it was being built. Yeah, that shit's big, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out to
0: Drake. All right, uh switching gears. Um Jeff Bezos' girlfriend. Um recently, Jeff Bezos um and his girlfriend, like what what I'm trying to think of where they were at. Hold on, one second. Some
1: gala, I think. Like yeah, that. some gala. Red right, carpet something.
0: Before I read the article, um Actually, I'll read the article right now. Um, Video of Jeff Bezos' girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, thirsting over Leonardo DiCaprio has gone viral. News anchor Lauren Sanchez and the Amazon founder have been dating since 2019 after after Bezos split from his wife at 25 years. Mackenzie Scott. But DiCaprio has proven he is still one of the Hollywood's biggest heartthrobs with Sanchez visibly enamored after they met briefly at an event over the weekend. Sanchez, 51, was attending 10th annual uh, Los Angeles County Museum of Art um, Art and Film Gala presented by Gucci with her boyfriend and one of the richest men in the world when they bumped into Once Upon a Time Hollywood actor on a red carpet. Uh, The news anchor's reaction to meeting DiCaprio has been a Hit online and a clip posted by Twitter has been viewed more than eight million times at uh, at the time of publishing. The bizarre, somewhat awkward moment has prompted a wave of memes as people joke about Sanchez thirsting over actor while her partner is standing right beside her. Okay, before I even weigh in on this, I'm going to read a definition of probably what best describes this here. <clears throat> And this is the definition of micro-cheating, micro-cheating. Cheating Cheating itself is defined by acting dishonestly and unfairly, and micro-cheating tends to be where the actions themselves may be smaller, texting, conversations, social media messages, and social gestures. But the intention is a betrayal of the romantic relationship the person is in. All right? So that's considered micro-cheating. Here's my opinion about this. What I think is... Um, Leonardo DiCaprio didn't do anything wrong. Neither did Jeff Bezos. The only one that's at fault is his girlfriend, Lauren mm-hmm. Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Lauren Sanchez, right? And this is what a lot of men don't realize. Jeff Bezos, and I'm not trying to be fucked up. I think as men, we need to realize where we stack up in the looks department, right? Or in the sexual attraction. Like me, I'm just a regular guy, right? Mm-hmm. But a guy like Michael B. Jordan or The Rock or... You know, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio or like Will Smith, the certain type of men that are physically attractive. Right. And women like those type of men. Jeff Bezos is not that guy. Yeah. Je- like if you like Jeff Bezos and there's no, no slight and somebody's going to say, well, that's not true because women like different things. I'm talking about on a general scale. If I said Michael B. Jordan is attractive, most women would say, yeah. Mm -hmm. If I said Chris Brown is attractive, most women would say yeah. If I said Derek Jeter was attractive, most women would say yeah, right? Yeah. Jeff Bezos is not that guy. I'm not that guy, okay? (laughs) Now, when Lauren got with Jeff Bezos, more than likely she was attracted to the amount of power that Jeff Bezos had and the amount of money he had, but... This shows that a woman that doesn't even have, like, no type of, like, remotely, like, any type of comparable power, she controls the power of sex. And that controls the richest man in the fucking world. Okay? So, when she was flirting with Leonardo DiCaprio right in front of him, that made Jeff Bezos feel small as fuck. He even, when he talked about it, he even cracked a joke, but it was like some fake, like not even a threat, but like a joke. I just think that you shouldn't even address that. Like you shouldn't even address that people are talking about. It It shouldn't be that big of a deal to you. But based on the fact that your girl did that in front of you, she was micro cheating. Here's the problem, too. She is actually sexually attracted to Leonardo DiCaprio. She probably was never that sexually attracted to you, but she really wants to fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm -hmm. A lot of men get caught up in thinking That they are a woman's first option Bro look at you And I'm not trying to be fucked up (coughs) Just like look at yourself (coughs) Do you really think there are not better looking men That could have your wife or girlfriend Because they can They totally can And Leo was just minded She was literally like enamored by Leo Standing all up under him while she's standing right next to Jeff The intention was to get Jeff Bezos jealous That was one of them And the other one was to be like Shit, maybe I get some dick out of this. She was trying to. (laughs) She's doing like a real, like a like a real transaction right there. (laughs) Not to mention, I'll I'll move, give it to Keith. But not to mention, bro, when you Jeff Bezos and you get with a girl like Lauren Sanchez, do you think it's her first rodeo, bro? Do you think she was able to get you just off a whim? She had somebody else that was rich. She wasn't dating a motherfucker from Target. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, in order to give Jeff, be- Jeff Bezos You gotta move up the ladder in some way You have to have some type of social circle That allows you to even be in the vicinity Of a guy like Jeff Bezos Which means someone like Jeff Bezos Had you before he had you mm-hmm. So she's just He's just part of the ladder But even when you climb in that ladder And you with Jeff you can, you can still be like yo I wanna fuck Leo mm-hmm. The same way a girl like <clears throat> Uh Rihanna is now she with ASAP Rocky. Mm -hmm. ASAP Rocky doesn't make a fraction like Rihanna's literally a billionaire. Yeah, but she she like if if she was if Rihanna was dating, let's say somebody like Rihanna was dating, uh, what the fuck is his name? Bill, what's his name? The rich nerd. Bill Gates. If she was dating Bill Gates, Mm -hmm. we know what time it is, dog. Mm -hmm. We know why she with him you think that's gonna stop her from wanting to fuck ASAP, Rocky? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I
1: I won't make any like proclamations about their relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that um, when it comes to um, I, I I I guess I would say if you're a billionaire, I would hope you would have uh, a vetting process to know the where your woman's Mind is at right. So, with that being said, I would hope that if this is just his girlfriend, like, and it's not something that you're trying to like really build, you're not like really trying Mm -hmm. to build a family with her. You're not trying to like settle down or marry her. Like, you just got out of a marriage. You just want to bring some, you know, bring a female to that you've been like low key, you know, messing around with for a couple years, Mm -hmm. and you just want to bring her out. Like, it it's the equivalent of like. Bringing some girl you've been smashing to movies, you know, for a casual person. So I think if that's the status of the relationship, then it's not. It's no like real knock on Jeff Bezos because she, you know, she's kind of for the streets. I don't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But if if this is a person. It's alarming to me if this is the person that you think is the one. If this is the person that you mm. think is the person that you you know potentially want to remarry or settle down with again, um, then I think the 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 kind of narrative changes. But um, I would need to know that information before I have like uh, real like suggestions on on how she on how he should move. Um, but like you said, when it when it comes to um, the people that are kind of, if the narrative is, like, this is his girl, this is the person that he wants to, you know, spend the rest of his life with, if that is the the storyline here, the definite person that's, like, uh, foul play in this whole situation is uh, Lauren Sanchez. Yeah. She got her titties all over <laughs> yeah, Leonardo bro. DiCaprio. It's kind of like one of those, like, those, like, sensual hugs you get from the the girl at your job that is attracted to you, whatever the case may be, Um, just completely, completely out of pocket. And I I think out of everybody in that whole situation, like I appreciate the professionalism of Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he is obviously a celebrity. He's been on many, many red carpets. Mm -hmm. So he know the game. He know that there's going to be cameras around. Even if he did, um and I, I don't even like his his uh you know his uh notebook is crazy as far mm-hmm. as like the women that he's right. been um connected with. So a person like Lauren Sanchez, I don't even see him like outside of, you know, nah. being Jeff Bezos girlfriend. I don't even see him like you really know really trying. He probably like, uh I would never, you know, I wouldn't touch step foot in there. But um just the the professionalism he had like he just kind of kept it short he he yeah. walked away real smooth and you know he was making sure he wasn't like you know overly affectionate or anything like right. that but she had the she had the googly
0: eyes she did and the thing about it man is is like you got to realize she's i don't know how often she is in that type of social circle Mm-hmm. So she could be fucking... She's a stalk- freak,
1: They say she's a newscaster or something?
0: Yeah, news anchor. Yeah. So that doesn't mean that she's always in these type of social circles. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she could be like, oh, my God, that's really Leo, right? So, fellas, this is a lesson learned. Let's say for some reason, you know, you do something for a living and, you know, somehow Michael B. Jordan is around and then you look across the room and your girl is grabbing him by his arm and, like, talking to him and touching him on his chest and stuff, like, giggling in his eyes... At that moment, you just need to know to get rid of her. Yeah. Just get rid of her. And people say like, oh my God, that's just insecure. What if she has a fantasy? It's not like they're really going to do anything. No, that just tested your girlfriend's loyalty. Because truth be told, even if your girl, first of all, to all women everywhere, they are all sexually attracted to other men. They just don't act on it due to their current relationship, whether they're married or engaged or have a boyfriend. So, I expect you to do the same thing. We have to realize we're representatives of other people. If I have a wife or a girlfriend and I'm trying to get chicks' numbers and getting all in their face, I'm making her look stupid. Yeah. Because I'm trying to get pussy in her face. Mm -hmm. The same way Mm -hmm. women will be in a full fledged relationship, giving out their number, you know, flirting with dudes and shit. Like you making your man look dumb. And she literally made one of the richest men in the world look dumb. Here's another thing, too, that nobody talks about, and this is the absolute truth. I hear a lot of women say, like, I will never chase a man. I'll never chase a man. It's true. For the most part, women don't chase men. But that one motherfucker, it's always that one motherfucker that women don't chase, but they pursue the fuck out of him Mm -hmm. because they want him. They want him in a sexual way. There are women like, you can tell, too, like, if you have ever had a woman have that type of attraction for you. And you really don't feel that way about her, but she's constantly like throwing herself at you. You're chopping it up. She's constantly throwing herself at you like, yeah, that'd be cool. Like if we watched a movie or something, I'll be cool with that. And you haven't said anything. Mm-hmm. You haven't even tried to do anything. And they keep doing it.
2: Mm-hmm. And these hey, same- listening
0: to the podcast. And these same women will literally not like nobody. Mm-hmm. And they say, I don't chase a man. And it's true for the most part, but women will speed walk like a motherfucker to the <laughs> dude they really like. That's an Olympic sport, too. They will speed walk right into some dick that they want. And you've seen this with Lauren Sanchez. This is this is what women do. And it's not to say women are bad. This is just what how they how they move. Most men chase women, most men pursue women. But even Leonardo DiCaprio not really want to fuck with her, made her want him even more. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when men are emotionally unavailable, that makes women want to fuck them even more because most men display the same behavior like, hey, girl, what you doing? We should hang out. Hey, girl, imagine getting the same responses from dudes. Mm -hmm. When women say men are all the same, that's what they are talking about. Yeah, because they know dudes gonna chase them. <clears throat> yeah, we need to hang out. Yeah, I want to hang out with you. Yeah, you so beautiful, girl. You so <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, I want to. This is why I don't even compliment women anymore because mm-hmm. they hear it all the fucking time. I don't got to text you good morning because the last six motherfuckers have done it. Yeah, why the fuck would I do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if it's your girl, it's different though. If it's actually yeah. your girl, a wife, then I actually care about her, you know, well being. But all the rest, I don't care.
1: Yeah. I think that the, the narrative that I didn't like in this whole situation, uh, one of them was this idea like Jeff, Be- like money can't buy you out of being lame, or just because yeah, you're a billionaire, that don't mean you ain't lame. Like that, that, that it's not that's okay. Yeah, well, you don't know nothing about Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that's like, not okay. You know, and 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 also like there are uh, wealthy people, and then there are like heartthrobs. And right. Leo is like uh, obviously like a heartthrob, um, and he has been since he was a teenager. So, like, you know, that has nothing to do with Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos right. is just living his life. Like, exactly. You know, he can't, he can't. And he may be actually like a very cool person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Obviously, he, he and how could you be lame if you provided the one freaking app that has changed our lives?
0: Yeah, the same person calling him lame has just ordered like 20 things on Amazon. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Exactly. If he's Idiot. lame, then you're lamer for getting <laughs> his fucking service. Exactly. And I and
1: I think like a, a lot of these dudes too, like these people, um, we are uh, case by case people. Exactly. So we don't know. Um, we have this, and we had this conversation a while back about like acting how, or uh, you know how we would act around certain celebrities. And I was saying like I'm not very like I've been around certain artists and, and uh, stuff like that, and, and actors, and being around on different sets, like seeing Paula Abdul and um, uh a couple of different actors and stuff like that, right? Um and for the most part I was I was pretty chill. Like they weren't, you know, I wasn't like uh right. very excited or whatever. Um but when I did see uh Jalen Rose and Paul Pierce, like I kind of like blanked out. Yeah, I blanked out. So I say that to say like we don't know how our Women are going to react mm, when they you see there. So that guy that's like, "Oh, you you lame if or whatever." You you know, you got your, your girls only with you for your money, and when she seen Leo, she was ready to leave you in a second. It's like you got to be careful because,
2: mm-hmm.
1: for the most part, we not seen we not gonna see, especially in Bakersfield. You ain't gonna see no celebrity no. just but- at at a restaurant or something like that. So you yeah. got to be very careful about how you speak about these things because let Chris Brown pop up in Bakersfield or let Chris Brown pop up in your town at your job or why y'all go Mm -hmm. to the movies
0: together and see how she reacts. I think women have a a totally different stack of rules for the men that they desire.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I'll reiterate that point. Women have a totally separate separate set of rules for men they desire. Mm -hmm. Not that they want, that they desire. Right? You have to be an active listener too. Like, listen to the things your girl is saying and you'll be able to determine more about who she is over time. Cause mm-hmm. nobody knows. Nobody really knows. Here's the thing: if you had a, a, a if you had a, like a, you were in a room full of people, friends that you've known, put a million dollars in the middle of that room and see who does what. Uh-huh. everyone's gonna react differently. Sometimes play game. Yeah, everybody going. to I've never seen that show yet. Yeah, yeah. But that's the theme of it. It's just like you Got know, it. money will make you do anything. Oh yeah, it it, it totally will. And you know. You never know until that situation presents itself. Mm-hmm. So it's not that Jeff Bezos is lame. Jeff Bezos is Jeff Bezos. Not he's not min- lame. Huh? He's not lame. I'm not saying. I'm saying it's not to say that he's lame.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just telling people out there that he's not. Like he's yeah. a
0: billionaire. He created a great company that we all use and utilize. So. But he could be lame in the sexual realm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What I mean by that is he could be lame in the sexual realm where this guy is a guy who's been married for a long time. So he hasn't been on the market that long. And if he wasn't- But he been cheating on his wife, though. He, who knows? We don't know that. He was texting people on email. Oh. His employees and stuff. Well, he's, I don't know. Yeah, probably was doing that, too. But the thing about it, as being a truly single man that wasn't stepping behind his wife back, he don't have, like, real, um, uh, uh, like, experience with, like, having certain energies and certain women around. Like, dating. So- That's the biggest issue. First of all, I think there's a certain amount of... uh, We we live in a codependent culture where he's not married anymore, but he still feels like he's obligated to have a woman on his arm at these events. So the smartest thing he could have did was not have a woman popped up Dolo, huh? Not not even Dolo. He could have did it solo, but what he could have did is have a young lady with no identity. Just a chick that's like... He could have paid for uh, an escort, a very beautiful young escort that just came and chilled with him. He probably fucks her here and there. And, it's, and I know it sounds terrible to say that, but a lot of rich men buy escorts because they don't have the time to invest this, um, to invest their energy in a woman. What would be the difference between that person what and would be the difference? Sanchez? Because the, what would be the difference mm-hmm. is the escort would know the assignment. That's the difference. Like, like
1: she's not there to be yes. enamored by
0: celebrities. Exactly. She's there to be with me. Yeah. So she would know the assignment because I paid her. Gotcha. Versus Lauren Sanchez, who's like, you know, act like she all about Jeff. And was like, oh my God, it's just it's little. This is my only chance to get some dick from Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> and she ran across the room and made the richest man in the world look stupid. And it's not, and it's not his fault. And this, this can happen to any dude. Mm-hmm. I was telling Keith before the podcast. There's this girl I used to go to high school with, and she was going into the store. And I just seen her. Said, "Hey, how's it going?" She reached out for a hug. I gave her a hug. I'm very conscious in how I deal with women that I know around their husbands because I don't want no smoke with nobody, Mm -hmm. right? This is pre or post podcast, Eddie? This is just recent.
1: Oh yeah, it's post podcast, Eddie. Yeah, it's different
0: out here. Nah, I guess whatever. (laughs) So I see her, and then like um, I was ready to walk off. But hey, it's good seeing you. Then she started asking me questions, and she started like walking up kind of close to me, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I know what she's doing." I know what she's doing. She's trying to trigger an insecurity in her husband, mm-hmm. and me and her husbands are me and her husband are completely polar opposites. I'm tall, he's short. All of this, like, it's making his mind wonder about like if his wife had relations with me or something. Yeah, and women like to trigger the insecurities of men. They will never admit it, but a lot of them do it.
1: And she, she, she's the type of person that on the car ride home, like. Hey, was everything okay in there? Like, I don't, I didn't want to mm-hmm. overstep my bounds. balance. Yeah. I to, <laughs> you know, good and well, you was in there trying
0: to yeah. Yeah, draw something out of him. There was another time, there was another time, God's honest <clears> truth, <throat> man. There was another time where I was at work and the truck had broke down. I was waiting for mechanic to get there. And um, there was a young lady that was behind me. And I assume she's probably around my age and she, her tire was blown out. And I was like, yo, I was like, you blow. I said, "I'm waiting here too." You need some help changing the tire? I could change it for you. He's like, "Oh no, it's okay. I got my boyfriend on the way." And then I was about to walk off. She starts talking to me, mind you. This woman had—I don't know if this, if this is a very important detail <laughs> of the story, but this woman had huge breasts. I'm talking about fucking massive breasts. And I'm talking to her, trying to be cool, but you just can't help but notice her breasts. And like, I'm looking at her in the eyes, and the eyes kept drifting down. And I'm trying to walk off, right? <laughs> Especially because she mentioned that she had a man. So we're still talking, and it seems like she's intentionally trying to, like, keep me there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All of a sudden, her boyfriend pulls up. Yeah. He pulls up in the truck. I'm standing there. Him and, I guess, his friend or somebody gets out, and then uh, and, and and I said something. And she said, oh, yes, it's him. And, like, his truck broke down. I was like, yeah, I was just sticking around making sure things are good. And he's like, yeah, we're good here, man. We're good. We're good. Dudes, we hurt, man. And he was, like, legitimately affected by the fact that his girlfriend played him.
1: You know, you know why I don't be there. I mean, you have a, you're going to have an emotion. You, 100%. Know, you see a girl talking to some random guy, and she's smiling and stuff. You're going to have some emotion towards it, right? Oh yeah. Um, but I tend to like be composed in in those situations yes. because I know if she happens to cheat or. If she entertaining or exchanging information or whatever, then it's just over. 100%. You know what I, mean? I can be mad at the breakup, but I'm not going to be mad at, like... I'm not going to, like, hype myself up, get my mind to spin and Right. Like, oh, what is she doing? What's going on? It's just, like, if right. I have evidence of something, then that is the end of it. Yeah, but
0: more more importantly, I think <clears throat> as men, we need, to, we need to hold ourselves to a standard that's so high that it's, like, if she... Is dumb enough to do something like that to us, she fucked up because there's only one me. Yeah. And you will never get that back again. So if you're willing to fuck that up, that's your problem. That ain't got nothing to do with me. It's no- only one inventor of Amazon. It, right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm gonna tell, hey, look, I hate to say this, Lauren Sanchez, but if all your packages coming slow, <laughs> you should have you should have played your role. <laughs> Should have played your role. You've been waiting on that fucking uh, that, that mirror set for the last two months. <laughs> Jeff Bezos' packages wasn't big enough. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You said Jeff Bezos' packages wasn't big enough? Yeah. And then he just come out of nowhere like, but I can ship faster. <laughs> it may not be a big package, but it comes on time. Got the expedited shipping. <laughs> expedited shipping. Uh, That's crazy. You know it's gonna be fucked up if if Lauren Sanchez goes to the Amazon, and then it'd be like you have been removed from the prime <laughs> prime benefit.
1: Uh, That's funny. Oh, hey, then, this is a uh, kind of tangent, but um, I was listening to DJ Academics, and he was talking about uh, some of the players that are getting into the the podcasting world, mm-hmm. and he was saying like Apple and Amazon okay. is. Uh, about to get into the whole podcast. Campaign.
0: They better. I think all of them are going to be involved. Like, because I think that the idea of podcasts were kind of like, I don't want to say kept secret, but <clears throat> the analytics and deals and all the stuff, a lot of it is barely coming to the forefront now. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the one that needs to move on at the fastest, like literally, is Netflix. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you want to know what's hilarious? Do you know who just literally got involved in the streaming game? Like, as of like two days ago? Who's that? Redbox. Oh they late. Yeah. Damn, I went to my PS4 and it said like uh you know uh download now, whatever. And I was like, what? And and it has like they have streaming on there, like of movies and like some shows. Yeah. And then you could rent videos through there. So I'm like, dude, you guys are like literally like you probably about over three years late. Why That doesn't make sense. They had they had they had the the
1: movie world in their hand. You they know, did. we would we would go there all the time. You it's cheap, it's convenient. You don't have any employees. Like if they made that quick transition, just the brand alone would have been enough to like carry yeah. it on to the streaming stuff.
0: I mentioned something quite a while ago, but it just I mean, well, I mentioned it privately to Keith, but I don't think it's ever gonna happen. Netflix needs to come out with their own theaters. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be a smart move. And the reason why is because when they have an exclusive movie, instead of showing it on Netflix, they could actually bring it to their own select theaters. They could start off with like a flagship movie location, maybe in Los Angeles. Yeah, New York. Yeah. And you start slow, and then Netflix could literally have a whole new market.
2: Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, Amazon doesn't have an Amazon theater. They that, just have Amazon Prime. And, and the thing about
1: it, and I don't know the overhead or whatever of, of having mm-hmm. a theater, but um, people still want that experience. Yeah, like, exactly. It's nothing like, watching a movie at home is cool, but when you're in a right. the theater, you got the popcorn. It's just, a, it's like watching a game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, watching a Laker game on a TV is cool, but when you at the game, it's energy, is. Russell Westbrook missing three-pointers and stuff. It's yeah. just a whole different atmosphere when you're seeing it in person.
0: Yeah. And I think what would happen too, they could like, what they could do is is literally have, you know, if you're a Netflix member, it would automatically discount you yeah. like 50%.
1: That'd be dope. It's just an, another revenue stream. You, ca- mm-hmm. you think about it, uh, like a Marvel movie... Um, like in game or something like that, those are a billion dollar movies. Like mm-hmm. they're over the course of pff, six months or something like that, they're making a billion dollars in ticket sales. Yeah. So to think like the the type of revenue stream for a, a poppin Netflix movie, um, how much money that could bring in. And we, we know that the streaming services are not uh paying out as much as
0: box office movies anyway. So here's the fuck here's the here's the thing though. What Netflix can do, and and I just I don't know why I thought about this, they can have movies that you know you can see like the the trailer. It could say um, Netflix in Netflix theaters only, right? But they could have it to where Netflix users that only exist in like California or wherever the theater is, they would get the notification and no one else would. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be like a, like a, not like false advertisement, it'd be like in Netflix theaters only, but it would only be like that message would come across in California where that theater was. Mm-hmm. So it would heighten the amount of like, I guess, pandemonium to go to this theater and see what it's about. Yeah. If you have a couple selected movies that come off that platform, such as you know the new cowboy Western movie that was all black people, uh, The Heart, Heart of, Day of Day Fall. Fall. Great yeah. fucking movie. I seen that it That needs to be in theaters. That should be in theaters. It but imagine in theaters. if it was an exclusive Netflix theaters. Mm-hmm. The movie with The Rock that just came out. Haven't seen it yet. That could be in Netflix mm-hmm. theaters mm-hmm. exclusively. Because Netflix, if they don't make these upgrades or changes... Then it's because it's because like, sorry to cut you yeah. off, but they don't
1: have they're not making any money outside of subscriptions. Right. All the companies that they're competing with, whether it's Amazon, Apple TV, Apple has freaking we're recording on a freaking MacBook, you right. know what I mean? Um, and Amazon, we just talked, you know, they're shipping stuff, they're yeah. creating content. And they're out they have like gave Gambino an exclusive deal and right. you know, they're actually hiring the the great creators and stuff like that. Um, as far as Netflix goes, it's literally like they're banking on, and I think it's going to fizzle out eventually if they don't try to, yeah, yeah get a different stream of income. Yeah, um, they're just banking on people more and more people subscribing to um, Netflix. I don't, I don't personally, I watch Netflix, you know, because of my girlfriend has the account, but mm-hmm. I haven't personally paid for Netflix in years. You know, wow, what, I mean? what a so, terrible person. Yeah, I just mooch off of other people. <laughs> but you know, it's just it like you said, that, that would be a a great thing. And and even like it's it's super competitive now. Like even uh I have Apple TV and I am I pay well it came free with my when I bought my iPhone. Mm-hmm. But um I'm going to continue to pay for Apple TV because the the quality um per per show or per content created mm-hmm. on there is much higher than Netflix. I,
0: yeah, I think what Netflix needs to do too to make even more money is I think that Netflix is very well aware that people share these accounts. Mm-hmm. I think that they give people people are giving each other passwords. So what they should do is have to add on an additional subscriber under one account. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be an extra like a cell phone plan. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Add on an additional subscriber to the same plan for an extra $1. fifty or something. Mm-hmm. I think that would make them so much fucking money. Because now it gives them the option to use the same code as someone else, and they could simultaneously still use that same account. I mm-hmm. I should be working for um, Netflix, man. I'm in the wrong job. Yeah, you messing up, bro. Dude, you know how much money they would make off that? Just mm-hmm. think about it. If you added an additional subscriber for $1. fifty, because you're not making any money... When people are sharing accounts, they make it. They don't make it as.
1: It they don't make it as easy to do it nowadays, though. What do you mean? Because like, if if so many people are using the the Netflix at one time, it
0: it kicks people off. Oh, exactly. But well, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You would have one account to add an additional user would be a dollar <laughs> which would allow both of these to activate at the same time, but mm-hmm. only two people would be able to use it. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, instead of kicking people off, you could keep them both engaged, but you're paying extra money for that service, yeah, whereas before you were not they were not paying anything, they're just switching this, yeah, so I think more people would be, yeah, um, they would be invested in spending extra money, oh, it's only a dollar fifty, but do that dollar fifty times x millions of people. it's mm-hmm. a lot of fucking money,
1: yeah, yeah. But I think there's I think their problem is not subscriptions. I don't think they have a subscription problem. No, no, no. They no. got like a a content slash like
0: a world problem. They don't yeah. they they just need more. They need more. I don't think that they have a subscription problem. It's just if you really want to if you really want to run it up, that's how you run up even more subscriptions. If you're in the business of subscriptions, this would like double or triple the amount of subscriptions, mm-hmm. but they would be an attachment to a main account. Yeah. So it's just another way for them to run it up. But I mm-hmm. think the theater would be dope, especially in Los Angeles. It's probably one of the biggest. Between Los Angeles and New York, those two markets are fucking massive.
1: They, what they really, I mean, it's already a Silicon Valley company. So they should, um, right. they should throw something up and it's like a sample. Like, you know, yeah. how, uh, the Amazon wholesale, what is it called? You know how they have the the store where you can walk in and you don't got scan anything. You yes, stuff, wherever that store is, like yes. that little sample size or whatever. Like throw that up in this, in San Francisco or whatever. Yeah, and um, you know, just run it like that. Is it like you? I forgot how it works. You
0: you. It's like you pre-order it or I forget. You. It's like
1: well, you're It's like shopping on Amazon.com. You know, mm. you don't. You're not swiping your card or anything. Everything is just mm. kind of connected. So when you. I guess it, like, scans your phone while you're walking through the store. So everything Um, that's in your basket or whatever, you just literally walk out. Wow. So, but they they just did it. I mean, those stores aren't everywhere. But um, say Netflix just threw one up just to spend a million dollars or whatever. renovate, Renovate a, a, a theater in the Bay Area or whatever.
0: I don't think it would be successful. I know it would. Because mm-hmm. I know how people are, and I know it's new it's new mm-hmm. it's new. and since you know Netflix is so massive, it would it would and by the thing is it's like if it let's say it wasn't, you would just cut your losses. but I mean fuck, you put one in Los Angeles I mean, whether it's in Hollywood or wherever it is, you put that big
1: ass theater there. you know what would change the game too um the fact that you can watch TV shows on in a theater. Oh so my say God. Squid Games had like nine episodes, oh right? They may be like an hour long. Say you maybe you could split it up into two chunks or whatever, or yeah. maybe a nine hour block on wow. a Saturday. You just get your, you know, get your popcorn, bring your kid, or not not bring your kids it's a rated R, but um, you know, bring your wife or whatever, and y'all just sitting in there for nine
0: hours like not even not even <clears> binge watching. <throat> binge watching, that's you, you wouldn't it would be fucked up. Showing episode nine only. Mm-hmm. Showing episode eight only at this time, yeah. having slots of people who may be further ahead or behind in the series. That's a great fucking idea. Yeah, like. my it goodness, you could pop up once a week or a couple times a week, like yeah. knocking down episodes in a theater. Yeah, they'd be like showing episode nine, and you have multiple theaters. Episodes uh. seven through nine. Let's say you binge watch, but they only allow two. I think you shouldn't allow no more than two episodes. Mm-hmm. So you watch an episode, but they have the. Uh, they have, like, the marathons for, like, um,
1: like uh, Harry Potter and stuff that they've done.
0: Oh. So they'll do it, like, over the course of,
1: like, two days or something right. like that. Um, so maybe, like, do it like that initially. One episode here. Maybe you can knock out. Maybe they'll have each episode throughout the day, but
0: you have to kind of reserve it individually. If you want to heighten the pandemonium, then this is even worse. <clears throat> if Netflix did this, it will become a whole event. You know Tiger King? Right? Yeah. And Joe Exotic. Let's just say Joe Exotic wasn't arrested. Mm -hmm. Let's say they did a documentary about Joe Exotic and they actually brought that movie to the fucking green screen, right? They bring it to Netflix theaters, but after you get out, you get an autograph from Mm -hmm. Joe Exotic himself at the theater. Mm -hmm. So you start having like these signings. You know how many people would show up to do that? Mm -hmm. A lot. Yeah. That's nuts, man. That's
1: crazy. It's big money, man.
0: Yeah,
2: um, I, that
1: that I'm, shh, it is endless possibilities. Imagine like being the the way that podcasting is going. Right? Like if you can't if you can't pop up for a live show, um, you know, maybe have a, a sector where you're screening, like you say, Netflix has podcasts on there, screening like podcasts throughout the day for you know in a, in a select theater. You know. That'd be hella dope. That'd be crazy. Just two people sitting up there. And and the production value on these podcasts are getting
0: much, much better anyways. They're shooting yeah. on
1: six K cameras and stuff.
0: By the way, if they did get involved with podcasting I think it would be dope too if there was any live event that would take place. let for example, I, it, it should be a what's the I'm not multiplex. I'm trying to think of the right word, but you know, you know how the Staples Center obviously has you know the games they have they have multiple they screen concert then, screens, all mm-hmm. of that. It's multi purpose. So mm-hmm. for example, if you are an exclusive Netflix podcast, they would say, "Hey, we'll be at Netflix Studio on Saturday at five p.m.," and then people show up right. And then in another wing of the theater is a huge a setting yeah, where you can do a live podcast with these big, beautiful um, speakers that, that are over it. Everything is like licensed Netflix stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be crazy. And they could do this. And it's like whoever is like, uh, what do you call it, like the creative director or whatever at Netflix, it's like they're not... I don't know who's exploring these ideas. That, the, I think that, like I was saying, the issue that they're running into, and
1: and they do have good content on that. They really you know, do. The, the Squid Games was just uh, Squid Game was the biggest sh- show streaming, and you know you got Colin Kaepernick's show, which was right. super successful. And um, the harder they fall, the Jay Z production and all this, like yeah. they are still making like hit things, but. Um, and Gambino he mentioned this uh years ago with uh with the internet with his album he was just talking about making a world like which is essentially i think he meant like vertical integration yeah exactly you know so it's um as far as Apple goes, they got MacBooks, they got my phone here, they got
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know the iMacs, they got yeah. you know storage services, and they got their own streaming. So that's like vertical integration with yeah. everything. Netflix is just Netflix, and that's where I think that's where they're they're falling at. Exactly. Um, but even you know just something for us to think about. It's, like.
0: it's more or less just building a business within that business. Mm-hmm. I think it could totally be a massive thing. Yeah. And there's certain businesses that have already done it, Amazon being one of them, Amazon, which is the shipping company, and also Amazon Prime Video, and also Amazon Stores. Amazon is ahead of the game, but Netflix can be a competitor in some way, even though there's two completely separate things. I you know mean, where they really screwed up at? Uh-huh. I think
1: over the pandemic where certain theaters were kind of going under. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if any of them has. So I think, didn't somebody buy AMC? Maybe I think Amazon. Somebody did. I don't know who. Did. Oh, somebody. I don't know. We, you know, we're just talking. But um, if somebody, I mean, if Netflix had that opportunity, say like Maya Theaters, and I don't know where exactly they're at yeah. across the world, but I know there is definitely in the Central Valley, um, Maya Theaters was just kind of going under. And they don't even have to necessarily like rebrand the whole theater.
0: Oh, But know where it you're could going.
1: just be like Maya Theater and then had a Netflix logo owned by you know how like mm-hmm. Facebook or right. Instagram and it says yes. well now it says the meta. Yes. Instead of Facebook, but yes, uh, Maya Theater is a Netflix company. Boom and then they just grown. got like
0: two or three theaters where it's exclusively like Netflix. Netflix movies wow that's another way to really spread that brand yeah. you have you have like the flagship store or I mean not the flagship store but the flagship Netflix theater in Los Angeles but now you have all these other ones mm-hmm. it's kind of like IMAX did it right mm-hmm. how IMAX you go to some theaters or you go to theater and it said this is exclusively in IMAX mm-hmm. right am I wrong about that mm-hmm. okay so yeah
1: they, I think um, reading cinemas is a, they have an IMAX theater in there. in there But it's not
0: The whole theater is not IMAX You know mm-hmm, what I mean It's the same mm-hmm. thing you're saying mm-hmm. so That's dope man Yeah That's dope Yeah well Yeah we went on ideas, a truck ideas Truckers of Mind business uh, ideas We section. went on a straight up I gotta to the restroom so. Oh man So many ideas Keith had to go take a shit <laughs> <laughs> Alright well um, Well I'll be on cursing when you get back okay. Alright Switching gears Cursing Um A lot of people are really down on curse words. They're like, oh, don't curse in my house. They don't want their kids to curse. Um, You know, people frown on you when you use sometimes four-letter words. Um, I was having a conversation. Um, Shout out to Caleb, man. Great guy, Um, who also has a podcast platform, and he's having an issue with sometimes he wants to say certain things, but he feels like he would be in trouble with Maybe where he works, if someone was to report it or say something. And I just told him, I said, man, it's unfortunate. Like, no one gives a fuck about what I say because I'm a truck driver. But if you work a certain professional job, someone can report it or say something. But I just think it's unfair that when someone wants to really express themselves and how they feel, that they're going to be stifled at every stop. Just because they say fuck or ass or motherfucker, that's a problem. Really? What are words with it's just words, man. What are words doing to people? I know some people who never cursed, who don't who don't say curse words, but they're still the biggest piece of fucking shit you've ever met, right? And I know people who curse up a storm like a sailor, and they're Christians and great human beings. So the words that come out of your mouth don't always determine the class of the person. So I just don't know why some people are so like like absorbed by how people should be talking i don't get it i i I personally don't understand the concept um Mm. but no what i just mentioned now before you came back is how people there's some people that don't curse at all yeah but they're like the biggest piece of shit with their actions yeah like you know they'll steal from somebody they'll lie to somebody they'll do all this shit and i know people who curse a lot and they're decent human beings. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying one person's better than the other. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's no correlation to how you speak versus how you are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, um, they're, like you said, they are really great people that just got like a foul mouth. The, the only thing that I will say is like there's a time and a place for everything. Very true. In a sense. Like I don't necessarily agree with the fact... Um, when you, there's, there's a certain people or certain settings where you should respect, right? Yeah. So let's say, let's say a truckers mind podcast pops up at a, at a a junior high or something like that. And of course the kids, they're cuss, but there's like a certain level of professionalism that you should, that you should carry. Maybe if we talk into a football team, a college football team, you could let, let some, let some words fly because Mm -hmm. they're, that's just like the, the culture there. Um, but or you know if you if you're around your grandma or your grandpa or something like that and you just kind of want to respect um, respect their house their household depending on if they care if you cuss or not. Um, but just overall, I think that uh, people have this this idea of like swearing like it's like it's like the most heinous thing a, a person can do when it's just because because what happens too is like. You'll have a person uh, personally like cussing around you or whatever, mm-hmm. using certain words, and then they'll go right ahead and turn on Netflix and watch whatever movie where they, they cuss in, in the movie or they're listening to certain songs where it may be super sexual, but... Um, it's just, it just kind of like you're always going to contradict yourself in those cases when you're this person, that's like,
0: yeah, cursing police. Yeah, it's kind of like when people first heard Kurt Franklin go off on his son. Yeah, it's like you motherfucker. <laughs> he felt like he was about to like say look like a like say a sermon. Yeah, but he was cussing his son out. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I thought he was going to beat his son's ass in the, <laughs> in the name of Jesus. I was like, this nigga's about to snap. <laughs> They need
1: some, yeah, they need some real therapy in it.
0: Yeah. Kirk Franklin's like, look here, bitch. I'm like, damn. Yeah. And I I wasn't, I think, like, we talked about the situation with Kirk Franklin and, and his son. And I thought his son was a punk. Yeah. Like, you, you got to record your dad, you know, because he cuts you off. Like, he basically stopped paying for all your shit. So you you cut him off and, and basically... um I don't know. What do you call that? I not, not. You weren't. He wasn't extorting, him, mm-hmm. but he was basically like recording him to make him look bad. And Then he yeah. released the audio, and you, mm-hmm. he's like thirty something years yeah. old. Mm-hmm. You're too old to be doing that shit to your dad, man. Yeah, that's that's out of pocket. But I, I think,
1: what about like in terms of like a disagreement, like how how that how that would look as far as like like say you're say you're having a, a argument with your wife or something like that. Mm-hmm. And y'all are, you know, your the the conflict is not being resolved by any means, and then okay. like s- certain, I guess, certain curse words are just flying like casually. How mm-hmm. how how would that be taken? Or
0: I, I think that I think in that situation, um, you should be very aware and cognizant of the words that come out your mouth when you speak to people you really care about, mm-hmm. because you can say some things. That really reduce that person and make them feel like they don't even belong there. Mm-hmm. Like if you tell a woman, like let's say y'all get in an argument and you say you, you're a sorry, fucking ass. You say something like that to somebody, you've reduced them to nothing. Mm-hmm. So you can use words to make them feel bad, and it's not just curse words that make people feel small. Because mm-hmm. I know people who go to church every Sunday who don't curse that do the exact same thing. Yeah, they'd be like. Oh, you need to be saved by God. I don't know what it is. You, you need to go to church. You need the yeah. Lord. You need the Lord. When somebody tell you something like that, like, you need the Lord. You need the Lord. Yeah. That's like you using God to judge me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You You want to know a, a Christian's way of telling you to fuck yourself? I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. I'm going to pray for you. Mm-hmm. So you may not be cussing me out, but you're telling me to fuck myself, and you're doing it through the scope of the Bible? Like, get out of here. <laughs> You got to be kidding me, man. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to yeah. pray for you, too. Yeah, that's real. You know, you over here you over here, subliminally judging me, telling me you're going to pray for me. You need to pray for yourself in the process. Yeah. And why your life is the way it is. Don't worry about what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The
1: mm-hmm. hell. I, I You were telling that story about how the, the dad was like, hey, hey, don't. Don't cuss around
0: my, my son or whatever. Oh yeah, I, I was at the store and this dude was like, "Excuse me, uh, can you please not curse around my son?" <laughs> and like, I, I I wasn't disrespectful, but I didn't really like acknowledge it. I just like left it alone and just yeah. stopped really talking. But I'm thinking, like, dude, as soon as your son goes out the fucking door, they're gonna hear all the worst shit, and I guarantee you, your son's probably
1: cursing too. Yeah, it'd be some, I mean, in the neighborhood, it'd be like some young kids, five, oh, six, man. seven years old, running around, cussing, saying all kind of Bruh. foul language.
0: Oh, yeah, super. Mm-hmm. And I hear it, and I just laugh. Mm-hmm. I remember mean, one time, there was this kid that was going down the back alley, it was an Asian kid, and he had said nigga about 25 times <laughs> in about 15 seconds. I don't know if that's possible. He's like, yeah, nigga, I'm over here, go down the street, nigga, like, I'm doing my thing, nigga, you know what I'm saying, nigga? That's how you know they're, like, Damn. it's not authentic. Nah, it's just You're overusing
1: you know that word it should just like for us when you when you grow up saying it and it's part of your community part of your culture part of your you know your vocabulary you don't you're not saying it like oh like it's just like a it's almost like a filler it's not something that you're consciously thinking like oh i gotta say nigga every sentence right
0: now even though i'm talking about cursing am i saying it should be a part of your everyday vernacular no i'm not saying that I'm just saying that if you happen to curse, it doesn't make you a bad person. But you do need to work on using your words. Your words are important. Let's not act like they're not. Yeah. But if I'm passionate about something and I'm trying to get a point across and a curse word comes out of my mouth, just know I didn't use it as a placeholder. Mm-hmm. This, I, I probably meant it because I was like trying to really drive this message through what I was mm-hmm. saying. You'd be like, I'm tired. Like if you say, like I'm so tired of this. Mm-hmm. But if you switch it up, I'm so fucking tired of this. Mm -hmm. Now you're really driving that thing through. What you also notice, too, is more politicians, you starting to see curse. Mm -hmm. You start to see more politicians curse, and it's mainly since Trump. And what it is is when Trump cursed, believe it or not, it made him more relatable. Am I saying it was right? No, but it made him more relatable. I'm not saying it's wrong either. And the reason why it made it more relatable is because when people get behind the closed doors, this is how they really talk. Yeah, They don't say, gosh, Jilly Willikers, I sure missed that. Oh, I was so freaking mad today. Gosh darn it. <laughs> People was, don't normally talk like that. I was,
1: <laughs> I was at this... Uh, uh, I won't even say the school because, you know, they... yeah. I was at this f- private school's football game. And um, they were... Uh, <laughs> the head coach, like, really got mad. And we talked about Jeff Chudy on here, how he would... He would, he would let it fly. He ain't not worry about nothing. He ain't, he ain't worry. We're all adults here, and he going to say whatever he wants to. It might be slightly disrespectful or it might be slightly racist, whatever, but he going to let it fly. Um, but I was at this private school's football game, and um, the coach was like pissed off. I think one of the players had lined up wrong. And uh, he, was like, he was like, we went over this all week. What the flip, man? And I was just like, I was like, you know how corny that sounds. Yeah, it sounds. But terrible. even in that moment at a private school, he actually wanted to cuss.
0: Oh yeah, he totally yeah. did. But he yeah. totally did. Yeah, I, I think though too is, it's, you have to control yourself. I think sometimes coaches have a lack of self control, mm-hmm. and I think you could be mad at a player that was lining up. And the best thing you could do in that moment is realize that real nerves take place. And maybe that kid knows where to line up, but his nerves was wrong and he lined up the wrong way. Just pull him to the side and say, hey, when you're doing this route and you're doing an H, whatever, where do you line up? And you'd be like, over the top. So you know where to line up. You lined up wrong. Take a play off. I'm going to put you back in. Mm. I think that's more effective than, gosh darn it, what the flip? Mother freaking flipper. (laughs)
1: And that sounds stupid too, because your players cuss. Yeah, come on, coach, just cuss at me if you're gonna cuss at me.
0: Yeah, he's like, God darn it, you, you guys are playing like McNuggets out there. (laughs) You McNuggets. You're
1: playing like female genitalia. (laughs) Coach, just call me a pussy. I I I ain't no female
0: genitalia. (laughs) 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 You're playing like a bunch of bank robbers out there. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my God, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> ah, look, I know look, this is not a protest in Ferguson, okay? You need to get your head out of your asses. No, no, no. Get your head out of your cabooses. <laughs> oh man. Ah, yeah. people are crazy, man.
1: I, I think that's true, man. We I, I mean, I'm not a coach, but you you, you see guys like uh, Jeff, Jeff van Gundy. And even uh, Phil Jackson, to a certain extent, um, you didn't really see Phil Jackson, you know, getting out of character on the sideline. There was a couple times where he, you know, got into it with Pau and stuff like that. But um, but these are, like, extremely successful coaches, you know. And I, the whole rah-rah thing is such... Even with, like, John Gruden, um, mm. you know, seeing some of his behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff and talking to his players. I seen, and yeah. you realize he did all that to win one Super
0: Bowl. yeah. But you know, when he won the Super Bowl, there were some things there that were already in place. When um Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When um uh what's his face? Uh Tony Dungy had basically built left fully this disma- a fully like put together team. Once he left there, he came in and took that team and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think Tony Dungy still has one though. I think he has one with the Colts. Yeah, he won one. Yeah, he one won with the mm-hmm. Colts. I'm so happy for him. Well, that's when, he when did.
1: they played uh Bears. the Bears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was
0: two black coaches in the yeah. Who was the other coach? Was it Lovey Smith? Yeah. It was Lovey Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a trip. Yeah. Yeah, man. <clears throat> um but yeah, ultimately, man, look, words do matter. And, you know, if you choose to curse or not curse, that is completely up to you. Right? But just just know, if I curse, it doesn't make me a bad person. Yeah. I remember I've had people look at me crazy before. I was like, oh, fuck. Why is that like that? God damn it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they'll be like, oh, whoa. Got a foul mouth there, young man. <laughs> just cause you grow up, just cause you grew up talking like that, dude. That that's not my reality. <laughs> and by the way, I never cursed as a kid, and I never cursed to my parents or none of that. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a house where that was not okay. We did not curse or none of that. But I became a grown man to talk however I want. There you go. You know, but when I was at school, bro, I was cursing up a storm. All the kids was.
1: Yeah, for sure. Young, too. Yeah. I'm saying all the
0: words. Yeah, that's why a lot of parents, too, you think that when you have kids, you, you like, you think, like, first of all, parents, stop being delusional. Stop. You were a kid once. You know how this shit goes. You know, you could, you could, your kid may not curse at home and all of that, but when they get home, they're probably a different kid, because they ain't got to be around your ass.
1: Yeah. That's how well, my, my younger sister, she be cussing a lot. Really? Yeah. I never heard her curse. But it's just, it just is what it is. But yeah. <laughs> that, that's the same, like, reaction all of us had. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's um, because obviously when you're, she's, she's old. She's grown she's now. She's 21. You know what I mean? So she can do woman. whatever she wants to. But um, when you, you just have a perception of someone. Right?
0: I didn't even Maybe. know she was inked up.
1: Yeah, she got, she got a few tattoos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, when <laughs> when I hear her cuss, I I still say that like, yo, watch your, you know, watch your mouth. Just cuz I think of her as like my
0: little sister. <laughs> but you know, she's grown, she whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's like your twin. Yeah, but it's just a big obviously a big gap.
1: Even even when I hear my younger brother cuss sometimes, it's still like cuz what, what you're you you, when you grow up with someone, you you automatically think of them as like mm-hmm. you know, still your younger sibling, and right. you you kind of relating it to elementary school, and you know, you know when you're uh, you know running around playgrounds and all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but it's just like
0: in a glimpse, you're an adult. Yeah, you've you know? made it through life not really cursing at all. Like mm-hmm. you you and Desmond used to not cuss. I don't know if people really he did not cuss mm-hmm. for years. He just did not curse. Yeah. You know, um, but you, you don't you use certain words, but you don't really curse at all. Like, I that's almost just... wish I did cuss though. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Would it just get straight to the point sometimes? No, it's,
1: well, it's not, it, it just become a thing. You know what mm. I mean? Like, and it's actually not that big of a deal. It's not, it's just words. I mean? But I've gone so long without really it's just like, not you being that. part of my, my language, um, but sometimes like you know it's easier to articulate things i think um to express certain emotions mm-hmm. um even like making a song or whatever like I, I don't really use curse words in songs and stuff like that but it it would just make life it, it's just something less to be a thing i don't know how to
2: explain mm,
0: it. Yeah. like get- you know
1: i don't drink i don't really cuss and stuff like that yeah um and it's not really a real reason that i don't cuss it's just just you yeah, know, do it that
0: That's just something, you know, and mm-hmm. you know Desmond was like that. It didn't mm-hmm. change our friendship at all. Yeah. Cuz honestly cursing is not important. It's not like something you need to do either. You know who was one of
1: the first um people to like kind of point it out was uh Daniel Rios. Mm. He he just told me it's like, hey, you don't really you don't really be cussing like that, huh? I was like, nah, it's not really because when you when you when you're having a conversation, you don't really think about it. What's you that? Know? What's the age
0: gap with you two? He was a year older than me. Okay, I think yeah. I heavy. saw I see him back in the day like at the at the bus stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Daniel man. Yeah, people. yeah. He played football too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's how we, we used to kick it heavy because obviously, like you know, you guys played. Uh, with Rudy, and my brother played with Rudy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was, like, our connection. <laughs> like, he would always
0: have stories about my brother and stuff like that. Rudy, so. I haven't seen Shout out to Rudy Rios, man, my Yeah, cousin. shout
1: out to Rudy. Rudy, always listening, too. <clears throat> yeah, shout out, yeah. To I haven't
0: seen him in a while. hmm Yeah, he's a listener of the pod. He was mm-hmm. listening way back, like, mm-hmm. way back listening. And you guys are, that's your cousin? Mm-hmm. Oh, and your your dad or your mom? My dad's side. Oh, okay, good. Deal. Somehow, I think he, him, and your his mom or your mom or fuck out who it is, like you, you guys already like knew him beforehand. I might have heard that before. Yeah, I, think I
1: don't. It, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it'd be I, like you know. Sometimes you' young, you don't really mm-hmm. grasp in a lot of the relationship. It'd be like it. It was a it was a girl that lived next door to us when I was um, at the apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and she moved out However many years later But the two girls End up dating my cousins What? So like the the neighbors that we had Like come full circle Maybe 10, 12, 13 years later No longer than that Like 20 years later Or something wow. like that They end up dating Like both of the sisters End up dating uh, my cousins So wow.
0: you just be thinking about Like dang Like how time kind of works like, like that them, them apartments was infamous back in the day
2: <laughs> yeah
0: wonder what happens to that guy that guy ben man seen him in so many years i think desmond said he had
1: messaged him on something or talked to him yeah, he, know, was, a lot, yeah he had but, a rough childhood man yeah ben used to be writing poems and stuff like that writing poems really <laughs> yeah. he would um, carry around a notebook he was writing poems yeah praise and, him writing
0: poems to the white girls in the apartments All right, uh, switching gears. Uh, Switching (laughs) gears. Uh, No Nut November. Um, This this whole thing with the No Nut November, I guess it is. I'll read it out. It is. Oh shit. Uh, What is No Nut November? And should you participate? It is the begin- it's the beginning of No Nut November, a yearly internet challenge in which participants abstain from orgasming for an entire month. This unusual annual abstinence event originated online around 2011, probably, as a satirical take on November, um, uh, and since then has grown in popularity. It's hard to say how many people actually partake in No Nut November, but actually nearly 100,000 members of Reddit's number, uh, Reddit's... No nut November group. Um and and you might guess it's mostly men, but women are encouraged to participate as well. Um, and it's just a whole bunch of rules or whatever. You basically don't orgasm or uh masturbate for the whole month of November. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the thing. I gotta send this text real quick. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Hell it I'm listening though. Um, the reason why I think it's stupid is because like, and I don't want to say it's stupid. That's that's not cool. If you participate in No Nut November and you have this like um, uh, discipline about yourself, I guess, where you don't want to have any type of sex or masturbation or whatever you're doing, more power to you, but you don't have to do it. And I think that most people operate off of some type of somewhat regular sexual satisfaction, whether it's like through sex or through masturbation. Can you imagine a world where nobody was busting nuts? That'd be a crazy world. People would be like, Killing each other It'd be a lot of violence Yeah Cause a lot of women be the Women be the ones That really be mad When they not When they like Are sexually frustrated They'll be lashing out And then if you finally Get them in that room it's, They even need a dick Or food And then they got both Then they just be chilling Yeah what? <laughs> Some
1: d- <laughs> Dick be some women's therapy Yeah They'll be like
0: I'm so tired of this world <laughs> I hate this world They get some dick They start posting about nature <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, <man.
1: laughs> uh, that's crazy. Could you it. imagine? Is some nigga that's just knocking women down, but that's his form
0: of therapy? <laughs>
2: yeah. like
0: <laughs> You relieve so much stress. I was I was so mad earlier today at work. I feel so much better now. <laughs> Oh imagine, imagine if they did testimonials. <laughs> Ever since Jose came over the house, I've been feeling a lot better. If you want to release some stress, talk to Jose. <laughs> oh,
2: oh man. that's
1: crazy. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Yeah,
0: I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. What I right. well, look, what I what I say is <laughs> this: like <clears throat> if. Look, ladies and gentlemen, if you got to bust a nut, do it. Yeah. Whether it's through sex or if you got to rub one out, whatever. But don't suppress that because that could influence your mental health. Your sexual, mental health, physical health, these things are all connected. Mm-hmm. And in some way, shape or form, all these needs need to be met in some way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, a woman who is sexually frustrated is not usually going to be very happy. I've literally heard women say before verbally to standing in there like, oh, my God, I need some dick. I've literally
1: heard women say that. Yeah, especially in person, and then also like the Facebook posts.
0: Yeah, you know I've, I've heard it, and it's I, remember, like, what? I was
1: scrolling through like an old phone, like some screenshots and stuff like that. And then uh, I had seen uh, a, a screenshot from this girl that I was saying like, "Dang, I can't wait to get some." And she had like the eggplant emojis on there. Yeah, I was like, "Dang, these girls is crazy."
0: Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> if, if like you got you got a chick at your house, you're chilling or whatever. Like a lot of women, they're very forceful with the way that they um, request sex from us. Mm-hmm. It's like R. Kelly ish. Like oh, they'll just, they'll just push up on you, like you supposed to be ready for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But men, we can't do that to them. No, not at all. Not at all. We just yeah. gotta like hope that the pussy just kind of just you falls know, in her lap. Yeah, just hopefully it just pops up. Yeah. But for them, they'll be like, "I'm so tired of this nigga. I need some dick." <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if somebody did that? Like, if a woman on Facebook or somewhere like, "Somebody help! I need some dick." <laughs> I'd just write, "Call the fire department." <laughs> 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 yeah, call the police or something. Shit, I don't know. That, that I think that's
1: that's the struggle for when men and women to a certain extent, because I think men where uh, if you're out here courting women or whatever, you're just trying to smash pretty much as often as are frequently as possible under certain guidelines. Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to be, you ain't just smashing, like, damn, that's a hard part about this politically correct world, like you gotta right. navigate around. This is what I was gonna say, forget that. As a man, you don't want to be smashing this no big, out of shape girl, right? Hmm. Or, you know, someone you're not necessarily, like, not attracted to. Okay. Um, so, in terms of that's like the the plight for a man out here trying to get women. For for a woman, the plight is like um, good consistent dick. True. You know what I mean? It be it like she can pretty much have any nigga in her DMs, but if she give it up to a few of those dudes, and you know, a lot of those dudes are not pleasing her, you know, she's still going to have that same struggle. She's still going to be you know posting on Facebook like, "Yo, I need some eggplant emoji."
0: That's why a lot of women be <clears throat> low key like still sleeping with their ex because the the dudes that they, they dick be trash. Mm-hmm. So they be just like, it's not that a lot of times women be hoes. It's just they just trying to test out the dick. Yeah. And if it's whack, they just, just moving on to the next dick. Yeah. That's the truth, man. Yeah, for sure. Not not to be, there's like the whole, you about to give some politically correct response. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but truth be told, like, yeah, there's everybody for somebody. We all like different stuff. But if somebody doesn't like a big girl, then they got that. They have the choice to not like big women. Yeah, the same way some women don't like dudes with
1: little dicks, and I've definitely smashed some big women. So I'm not, I'm not out here trying to act like you know.
0: They listen to the podcast tans. like you better mention me. Mm, you better say my name. <laughs> <laughs> eating a, eat a honey bun, Keith. You better talk about the time we hung out. Why is that the big girl voice? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man.
1: But no, I think as far as uh, the No not November thing, um, the whole science behind it, um, it the, the thing about science is what these, uh, what these blogs and these doctors and physicians, they like to do, they like to do research or do these case studies on a certain amount of people. So let's say, um, you know, you just have like 10 males, excuse me, 10 males come in and they're monitoring certain behaviors. They're monitoring, you know, the hair growth. They're monitoring their energy. They're monitoring, you know, um, how good they're burning calories or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And um, what they'll do is they'll, they'll study them over a, a period of time and then um, document all the things that's going on. So what happens, they take that information and then sometimes they'll create articles or they'll create like these peer review, peer-reviewed papers and stuff like that. And um, <clears throat> they'll, you know, they'll uh, publish publish these this the study or whatever the case may be. And what happens is the physicians are or the doctors or whatever they're very careful with their language. So it may have been a case where somebody that uh, had like some sort of semen retention or that they did the No Nut November thing, mm-hmm. and instead of uh, waking up at 8 o'clock or 8 a.m. every day, they might have woke woke up at like 7.30, you know, by themselves without an alarm. So what will happen is they'll take that information and then they'll go to um, the blog or the article or whatever and they'll be like, studies show that semen retention can or possibly uh, lead to more energy or something Mm -hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? So basically I'm saying is you can kind of skew information or something that happened in any sort of any any sort of way so for the people out there that are like yo I, I heard that you know semen or attention can do this or I heard that you know not nutting can can lead to this 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 and this um, one thing is you, you have to do is definitely experiment on your own like because mm-hmm. some something that worked for one person that wrote that article may not actually be the same for you sure. you know what I mean sometimes like for me, um, caffeine doesn't affect me in the same way that it does some other people. So as men, it can whatever science you have about caffeine, like you know, is uh, it gives you more energy, or you know, if you drink too much, you would get jittery and all this kind of stuff. I can drink coffee, or I can drink a Red Bull and go to sleep. So I say that to say like everything is is case by case. So you can't really lean on a lot of these articles. Um, and then secondly, my thing is. It's the discipline aspect of it, like if, if you are you know participating in this in this thing um, for the discipline aspect of it i 'm all for it I, I think like every now and then we got to kind of reset like yeah. um, sometimes like what i 'll do is like um, i don 't do it anymore, but i had a I had a goal and I kind of I kind of fell flat on it where I was like um, calculating my day or putting out my goals, uh, on a daily basis. Or I would say like, oh, okay, I'm going to try to, uh, post a TikTok video once a week, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to write or me and my boy going to meet up and write, um, or share pages from our script every week. That's like the, the type of, um, discipline, um, that I, that I can understand if someone is doing that. Cause I think like, how you do anything is how you do everything. So if a person is like, yo, I'm focusing on creating content, I'm focusing on my podcast, I'm focusing on my music, I'm not going to be out here chasing hoes or whatever. I'm going to use all that time and effort that I use trying to chase hoes and have sex with women and stuff like that. I'm going to use that time and focus on, <laughs> and focus on the, the stuff that is really going to uh, help me grow and stuff like that. So if it's for the discipline, I'm all for it. If it's for this like science thing, I, I don't really understand it. Um, and also, like we we have to stop just believing anything that any doctor says. Yeah, stop because
0: it's all that's the thing about any form of medicine or science. It always evolves. Yeah, exactly. So when you get something at the beginning, and you could just be spewing off stuff, and and the actual uh, data may it may actually update. And mm-hmm. you still saying the same shit? Mm-hmm. Before anybody tries to cancel Keith about his statement about big women, he just said that he sleeps with big... Well, not sleeps, currently tense, but has slept with big women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, back, so in, he, back in the day. He was supporting the movement.
1: Yeah. You'd be the main one trying to cancel me, though. What do you mean?
0: You'd be hashtagging cancel Keith. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, ain't nothing wrong. Look, here's the thing, right? The same way... That, like, everybody, we all have certain things we like and dislike, folks. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Like, me, I've slept with a couple of big women. <laughs> I genuinely have. They were very pretty, yeah. by the way. Very pretty. Some big
1: girls would be so pretty. Very pretty,
0: very thick, very attractive. Mm-hmm. Just because they big don't mean they're attractive. But there's some that's big that's just too big. I'm just like, no. Nah. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> the same way as some that's like, oh, Eddie just don't look good enough or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think that a preference.
0: I think that like when it comes to scrutiny and certain types of scrutiny as far as like body stuff, men take it way easier than women. Way easier. Yeah. I what- mean we
1: have to because women don't care about our feelings.
0: No, nah, not really. They really don't. They just be like, uh, he ugly. Yeah. Ugh If you said, uh, she fat, bro, that will cause a mental breakdown.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Everybody would just stop, like, oh my god, you body shamed her. Yeah. But the same woman that's talking about body shame was like, uh, it's dick's small. You mm-hmm. got a little dick. I don't like little dicks. And women be like, that's right, girl.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to have no little dick.
0: <laughs> you, would, work, you work too hard. That would normalize anything. You work too hard to be having little dicks in your life, girl. <laughs> Oh man. That's crazy. All men are trash. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I've,
0: I've seen that statement so many times. Yeah. All men are trash. Men are trash. Mm-hmm. Dick shaming and all of that.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. We 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 one thing that we have to be careful of is like these generalizations. Yeah,
0: but we can't we also can't tell women how to feel. Feel however you want.
1: Yeah. Feel I I don't necessarily agree with that statement, but <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> but my thing is, like, we have to stop generalizing, like, those kind of statements. Like, all men are trash. And we understand it's hyperbolic in a sense, but, right. you know, um, you kind of lose credibility when you're, um, you're speaking in that manner. Like, all men are trash, or all women are trash, all niggas cheat, and all, you know, whatever. You know, it, I think... If that's, if, that's how you, uh, if that's what you believe about you know, men or the, the men that you've dealt with, I think we have to articulate it in a better way. Like, hey, I've dated such five different guys from Bakersfield and what I've come to realize that um, the, men, the, the men that I've dealt with here don't have drive. The men that I've dealt with here tend to cheat on their women or whatever the case may be.
0: Yeah, it'll be some dude. It's a, it'll be some dude in the comments, like all dicks matter. <laughs> <laughs> Little dicks matter. Little dicks matter. It doesn't matter just because just because you are worn out and you've been in the streets. Yeah, you, you can't handle a, a small penis. It's your problem, <laughs> not mine. That sucks though Some people really will judge Women or men Based on something That they can't change That sucks dude Like if a woman's flat chest like Look at this little titty ass You better not give me No attitude with them Small ass titties Yeah It's like dude Are you serious man That's not cool Or girls with no booty Be really insecure You ain't got no ass And think I won't Cheat on you <laughs> You deserve to get cheated on Cause you ain't got no ass I gotta go cheat on you Just to get ass out here <laughs> Try to like normalize it and shit. You know, doggy style is my favorite, but you just got a bony ass. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even do doggy style. I got to be cat style because you ain't got no booty. Cat style. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right, man. Well, it looks like we came to the very end of this podcast. Yes, sir. You start talking like that, it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, I got to use the bathroom again. Jeez, dude, what's up with this guy? Just drinking water, man. Just trying to get my skin right, you know what I mean? There you go. Setting Um, goals for myself. All right, sponsored by Smooth Skin. (laughs) Do you like the skin that you're in? Drink water. All right, well, if you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you as always. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Fings. We're out of here. Peace.